welcome to episode 369 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the 1982 East Yorkshire yo-yo champion, Mr. Tony Esmond. Oh, yeah, I'm not a fucking Nordner. <laughs> hey, 69. It was 369, Tony. Yeah. That joke it counts. There's three no, of us, and we're doing a 69. I went to... Um, How's that bottom. possible? I, w- I don't know. I what went to are we, Bottom like Hill a, today. Like, like a link in a chain. No, human not, human centipede. <laughs> yeah. You I went, went to a pub. Th- I went to a pub today on, in a place called Bottom Hill, and throughout the meal, I had with my son, who finds his father very unfunny and tiresome. I kept going, mm, "Bottom Hill," like that, all the way through the meal, Excellent. just to amuse myself. Nice, yeah. nice. I bet he was very pleased to be there. Over the moon to be there, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are over the moon to be here, um, recording this show for you, lovely people. Thank you for joining us, folks. As always, we're going to be a uh, talking about comics and nonsense exciting guests who knows what else uh, and we'll get to the guest in a minute um but we're we're more i say we're more alive today um but we're all sort of i mean tony might have sunstroke i think i have yeah i mean the sun has sort of gone away a bit for me but how are you doing well, fine yeah not too bad are you still not I'm saying like a enough. garden all day though so it gets, oh, gets yeah. you in it do you know what i mean you uh, I was defrosting a <laughs> freezer today, so that's utter hilarity. Oh, I tell you fucking what, I tell you what, never stops. Yes, the rock fucking on... you, punk rock dude. And and uh, I was checking on my spring onions earlier. We have you got spring nothing. onions? You have we're, not. We are. Oh, yeah, I've got a little garden. Have you got an allotment? No, I haven't got. An, I, no, I haven't got an allotment. Have an allotment's fun. cool, it suddenly. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. some people with allotments would say it's always been cool. Yeah, that's true. You know, I kind of like the old school allotment people. Not these sort of people say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Here's this this pop culture thing and why they made comics cool. Hey man, they've always been cool. Yeah, exactly. Always like people who go, "Have you heard of this band?" You probably won't have heard of them called yeah. the Pixies. Yeah. Oh yes, I have. I fucking heard of them when they were coming out. <laughs> you know, it's like that, isn't it? You know, yeah. when people were growing uh, vegetables and sank in their garden, say, "I think it all falls to shit." I've got that to fall back on. What like one meal's worth of vegetables? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see through the dark days of sort of Roman Mad Max gangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just murdering people for turnips. Yeah, cannibal yeah. gangs. It's all right. It's all right. right. Yeah. We're vegans. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, everyone. And oh, we really we had a good moan before we started recording as well, didn't we? We're yeah. only old fuckers today. Yeah. Yeah. But we're glad to be here with you. And you know what isn't Moni? What? What? What's that? What? Comic House. Comic House. Oh, who are they, Tony? Uh, they're the Netflix for comics. They are indeed. Yes. <laughs> and they are our lovely sponsor. Um, uh, if like, you go to it's like that. We've prepared that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys are getting better at like batting it back to me once I... Feeding it, yeah. They, they uh, used to be like, oh, oh they are um, house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now we're a well-oiled machine. And uh, although we actually went off track on the sponsorship ad within the first five seconds, Comic House, yep. uh, a lovely website and service who love indie comics as much as we do. If you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the website. Lots of people are sort of self-publishing and sort of it's another avenue to get your work out there, your comics people can purchase from the website. They also have an app, which is like, as Tony said, Netflix for comics. It's only £3 yep. a month, though. And, uh, that's well cheap, Vince. 
It is completely it is, it is yeah. very cheap. And unlike Netflix, who seem to spend absorbent amounts of money on shite that no one will watch. Yeah, what? Selling Sunset, that's classic. Comic, comic House are just collecting loads of great indie comics from all over the world. And if you're an indie comics creator, like, yeah, you, you listening right now, you could put your stuff on there and add to the enormous library of indie comics that are already on there. What's, what, what's on there, Dan? Well, not only can you read the digital comics, you can also buy the comics on the site. So some of them appear on the app and you can buy. We've got Of the Same Coin Issue 1, Viper by myself, uh, mm. <clears throat> Iron Dynasties Volume 2, Glass City, Transgenesis, and It Snowed, Tesla Man Fights Dirty, Grey Issue 2, and The Hordes of Surrey, which I'm going to be giving a sequel shout out to in the Kickstarter bit later in the show. Cool. And DUI 1 is on there. So yes. if you, even if you read that, you're raising money. For a good charity cause, there you go. Don't We're do that. Money for charity, yeah, yeah. Which, which is always good. So, um, yeah, go on to comichouse.com, find out more about it. There's a 14 day free trial, so you can test it out. But you know, if you're watching your pennies and sometimes you have to cut back on your pull list, go on to Comic House because there's loads of comics yeah. you can read. <laughs> more on that later, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and thank what you to wanna... Pete, Pete and the Comic House guys for supporting us as always. Yeah, yeah. it was Pete's birthday recently as well, wasn't it? Oh, happy belated happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. The, um, do you want to bring up the sad news first? Do you want to do that one first? Yes, that's always... <clears throat> do we yeah. want to do, yeah. do that pre-interview? Uh, I don't mind. Whatever you fancy, babes. What's going to be easiest? I think, actually, it, it, yeah, we should we should talk about it now because it is a very sad bit of news. Um, yeah. Yeah. Take it um, away, Tony. Thanks, man. So this week we lost an, and it's, it's, there seems to be a few people falling, doesn't it? We lost another yeah. another titan yeah. of comics this week in Alan Grant. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone who listens to this won't know who Alan is. You know, whether it be for his 2000 AD in UK comics work or for his Batman and Lobo stuff in America, and the, the dude was all over it. You know, he was a he was still one of my favourite Batman writers. You know, one of the best, if not the best, Dread writer. You know, just an amazing dude with you know a lot going on um and i think i probably you know a lot of people will say that they'll say about his history of comics you know and where he started and what he did and that sort of thing but i think i you speak as you find don't you around comics creators a lot of the time yeah. and, um i've often told the story about being a young 12 year old at a ucac and a big wig writer came on with his handler and told the audience of you know blokes all older than me who i was sort of very intimidated about being my dad had dropped me off you know and said you know don't speak to this creator unless he's at a signing you know, unless he's, uh, don't speak to him in the loo, don't speak to him in the corridor. You know, we've got all this. And then Alan Grant came on on his own, you know, sort of swaggered his way onto the stage. And he said, I'm here for you guys. Speak to me whenever you want to speak to me. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and I remember him getting a huge cheer, you know, and I did. I ended up, you know, as a 12-year-old, I spoke to him um, and he was super nice to me and very kind and attent- and spoke to me like I was an adult. And, you know, and I, all I could think about at the time, same now really for us, but all we could think about at the time was comics and he was very kind to me and it's, it's a huge loss. So That's I, cool. You know, yeah, really nice dude. I think last time we saw him was at the 40th. Yes. Um, I got him to sign a couple of comics for me there. Um, but yeah, real shame, real shame. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was scanning through some of his past works <clears throat> and uh, Block War. I didn't realise yeah. he'd done that. That's a fucking amazing one. Yeah, Wall, City of Damned, the fucking Judge Child. This stuff like this still continues and is used as stories now. Yes, yeah. it's like the found the found the very foundations of dread. Like, mm. yeah, they're built yeah. on those stories. 
Yeah. The stuff <laughs> he did with Bray Foggle on Batman as well, Detective Comics. Yeah. I mean, they even created a comic for him, you know, Shadow of the Bat. Just incredible stuff. I've got a page of that on my wall here. Oh, really? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. As a, yeah. Well, I haven't read it in ages, but I love the fucking Batman Judge Dredd. Yeah. yeah. I think that paid for a house, didn't it? I think pretty yeah. much wow. it was such a good seller. So yeah, didn't yeah. he come up with like, what character did he come up with? It was Anarchy. Zaz, uh, who appears. Zaz. Yeah. The Ventriloquist, I'm going to say. Was that? Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got him listed as, as that. I okay. think he might be. Yeah, he one might maybe him and Gra- that one. Him and, him yeah. and Ragnar, I think, yeah. created that one, maybe. Yeah, but that's a great character as well. I mean, Zaz appeared in one of the Nolan movies, didn't he? Yeah. He was the bloke from that band. Who, I can never remember his name. Yeah, they, yeah they've, they've used Zaz quite a few times, I think, in like TV shows and stuff as well. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. He popped up in Gotham a lot. Yeah. But he was also oh, really? like writing that, you know, the the Demon series that I love. Yeah, you love that so series, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the Bogeyman, which obviously got a Robbie Coltrane movie back in the oh, 90s. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So an absolute Tyson and a legend. I think, I think there's a few creators could follow his, his lead and be nice to people like he was, you know? Put yeah, back. Because he, he had that little festival, didn't he, up in his hometown and everything. And, you know, put back into what you're given. And yeah, good, a good dude. He absolutely yeah. mugged off that geese in front of him by saying that. Makes him look sound like great for. for I know, doing yeah, that. he's a bit yeah. punk rock for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. My local comic shop in um, Colchester, it was when I was a kid. He used to go in and do quite a lot of signings there. I think he must have been local or something. That's great. Yeah, we used to see him in there quite a lot, and he'd come in and chat to everyone. Yeah, 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 good stuff. Yeah, good. So a real shame. Yeah. Different landscape nowadays. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, just if you've got an Alan Alan Grant book on your shelves or lying around, pick it up and give it a read. Yeah, really. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, nice, nice shout out there, Tony, to an absolute legend. And uh, yeah, from that to this week's focus, we're not going to mess about with lots of uh, us ranting and rambling. There's uh, lots of conspiracy theories out there. We don't need to talk about now. We don't. We don't need to do all that. <laughs> um, but what we do need to do is um, just deliver to you deliver unto you i don't know why i'm saying it like that (laughs) (laughs) um this week's interview which is with friend of the show an amazing artist who's just rightfully getting all the success he deserves but as well as all that he's just an absolute lovely bloke who are we talking about well surely you know by now we're talking to martin simmons hey Okay, I, I said it briefly in that sort of miniature intro there, so um, so there's not going to be a long-winded intro, and he understands because he's a friend of the show, but we're very yeah. pleased to be joined by artists, the critically acclaimed, the Department of Truth, it's the one and only Martin Simmons. Hello, sir. How you doing? Good <laughs> stuff, mine. So professional already. <laughs> oh, so underplayed. So, it's not yeah. forehand, is it, or anything? <laughs> <laughs> we're not putting out anything we talked about before this because no. we've all been in trouble no, no, yeah. Yeah. We, we've got all the, the glorious behind the scenes gossip and, and truth but what is With the Martin truth? Hollywood what we're calling him Hollywood truth? now yeah we? Hollywood Hollywood Simmons no that may <laughs> stick whenever people see him at a show <laughs> um, but of course you know we've known you for a few years now Martin so mm-hmm. uh, let, let us be the first to say immediately that it, it is all very much well deserved 
My Very friend. much so, man. Yeah. Every, everything that you're yeah, doing. Yeah, we're so chuffy, you, man. Yeah, killing yeah. it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. I mean, yeah, it's been a, been a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. But um, especially with the pandemic and stuff, it's kind of, it's a very weird time when it's all kicked off. But, um, but yeah, yeah, thank you. I know we were talking about it. We we're talking about MCM. We? So you, 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 you've had a kid, you've had the pandemic, you've moved house, and you're doing like this kick ass book all in one go. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty weird. So we had our second child. Our second child was born, funny, the same week that the first issue of Department of came out. And then he spent, and then he spent a month in, a, in the neonatal intensive care unit. Oh, so it's like, oh, wow. it's a super, super intensive time. Yeah. But, you know, really, really intense, intense. But um, yeah, it's kind of a weird one. And I'm obviously really happy that, that Jesse had been born and stuff, worried about, about his health at the time. Well, everything's fine now. But, um, oh, good. And all- yeah, that was, that was my first stuff, That was going to be my yeah, first yeah. question. And as strange as this may be to be the, the first question, and we'll get mm. on to the book and the collaboration process, mm. and maybe conspiracies. <laughs> what is the moon? Yeah. Is, it, is it really made of cheese? We'll get into <laughs> that in a bit. But I think hearing that knowing your work and like mm-hmm. the, the the labor that goes into it and obviously with the painting mm-hmm. and everything going mm-hmm. through such an intense time did that sort of affect the work the artwork that you were doing and the process itself because it's uh, quite an intense book the department of truth pretty yeah, intense yeah. Well, well it was i mean up until department of truth i was working digitally anyway mm. so that was kind of so I always wanted to find the right book that would suit me going back to the kind of thing that I wanted to do, which was traditional media and mixed media and stuff. But, but yeah, I, I think, well, certainly at the time when, when Jesse was born, that, that changed. I had to work, go back to working digitally for one issue. Right. Um, but, but nevertheless, I mean, literally the, the whole time it's all been tr- uh, traditional apart from that. But um, it was just, it was just the right book to, to work on, on something and, and do that kind of stuff. I mean, me and James talked about it from the start that, it kind of we wanted it to be experimental essentially mm. um and um yeah i mean I, I think i just think it was the right book at the right time really for us to do that on um so it certainly changed my approach to to working but but it, mainly because up until then I, I mean i don't know how many different titles i've done by the not not that many five or six different titles and they're all digital yeah. um and to be honest with you i i was getting kind of Board's probably the wrong word, but I was, I was finding myself falling into a real kind of routine and almost like a, like a factory process of how I worked. Yeah. Um, switching it up and, and moving on to onto, um, uh, traditional media, like, I mean, not only changed my style quite drastically, I suppose, but but also just maybe enjoy it more again, if I'm honest. Okay. Like, like, that kind of like, you kind of threw the rule, rule book out the window as far as this goes, which is why there's kind of collage and all sorts of different mm. things in there. Was it and it's, very different, it's very different from punk, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed working on those books. And, yeah, well, I love yeah. reading them. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but I, it, it wasn't really where I wanted to go in the end. It's kind of I, I, I'm like, you, you know the kind of stuff that I was all yeah. I'm into, kind of like Sinkevich and McKean and Kent Williams and people like that. Yeah. So that's the way that I always wanted to, wanted to go. Um, With these sort but, of styles that you're doing now, and like you can totally see it on the page, all the experimentation and the collage yeah. and stuff. Was it an art style? you were doing way back before you got into this rhythm of yeah and, yeah and you were I mean, rediscovering something you used to do yeah i mean i, I mean that that's i mean when i was at college when i was at art college and even before that when i was at school mm. that's the kind of art style that i always used to do and everything there wasn't really so much emphasis on digital stuff back then anyway mm. so yeah. like you know it's kind of it's what you did um i mean and funny enough i mean one, one thing that one of the, i think one of the books one of the covers is a mckean cover for one of the hellblazer issues that, that really sort of turned me on to that was the fact that I think one of them had like a um, 
like a doily or a kind of um, or piece of neck curtain stuck to the cover like as part of the collage. And it suddenly clicked a switch in my brain thinking, oh, hang on, you can do all this kind of weird stuff. You can just stick stuff on. You can do all this kind of weird, crazy stuff with it. And that was when I was at school, actually. And, and, and since then, that's that stuck with me. But wow. so, like, okay. so like, you know, yeah, through school and through college, that's kind of the style that I did and always wanted to do. And, um, but like when I started doing comics, I kind of figured it's going to take me too long to do that kind of traditional work. Mm. You know, you want to so I went on to digital stuff, but ironically, you know, like you're trying to, you're trying to recreate that digitally and it, you never, it never quite, it never quite works mm. so easily. I mean, okay, it, yeah. it's the, the thing is when you do traditional stuff, there's that sort of serendipity element where you're kind of like, just happy accidents, things go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're trying to recreate that with, with digital stuff. You can do it, but, but kind of like, it's all a bit contrived. And, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. so I, I think in, in all honesty, probably, I think I sped up when I switched back to doing traditional oh, wow. media. See, I think the thing is with the with this approach you're doing now, it kind of well, it obviously clearly very does much so much suit the style of Department of Truth. But also, yeah. you're having to add stuff in there. So there's a lot of the use of iconography of you know you know the mm-hmm. even even the, the badge of Department of Truth, and you've got all this sort of stuff that you see on a dollar bill, for example. You know it, that has to yeah. be added into a lot of images, which kind of suits it, I guess. It does it or you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it does. I mean, when I didn't design the the um, so, so the, the the insignia for the troop was done by um, Dylan Todd, the guy that does the design work for us. Right. But that, that's the good thing, though. You know, that, that stuff's readily available now. I can I can print that off. I can cut it up. I can collage it. And it, it, it's no, it doesn't. Um, there's no. There'd be no advantage to me doing that digitally. I don't think now. Yeah. I think I think I think that works quite well. That you know I can do that and. You know all those things like if you stick if you're sticking those things down and and uh, and creating these collages with it, all those little things like I was saying, the kind of the happy accidents that kind of all adds to that. So like you know, there's bits of glue that kind of like you know create imperfections in it and things like that, and that that all adds to it. But mm. but so I wouldn't I would never sort of try and add those things in that you said, Tony, about the kind of things like the you know iconography and stuff. I, I always try and do those in an analog with an analog approach, really. Right. I think, you know. I don't think I don't think it'd be much bigger for me to do it digitally, and that's the only reason I could see myself. Any reason why I want to do it digitally, and I, and I, I don't actually think it would make much difference. Um, but but also sort of visually, really, I think it works to do those sort of things. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that you lose occasionally with depending on the project, you can lose a bit of energy, and having that you know yeah. passion going into it often yeah. comes back out to the reader. I think with this sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, it really <laughs> I really feel it on this one, man. Thank I was saying you. to you, there's. That, that that image, I had it as my screensaver when you shared it on Twitter for a while. Was the the guy with the multiple cameras, like an old school Hollywood camera thing? Oh um, yeah, yeah, and that's come out. No spoilers, but that's come out in the most recent issue. And I'm like, that's fucking incredible, man. Oh, cheers! Thank yeah, you. It's so good. Yeah. Well, that fun, and funny enough, that's that's one of the um the the, the title of that, which is uh, it's the man with the movie camera. Um, yeah. So that so all the all the the, the logo on that, the title on that, is all done by hand as well. Um, okay, but that's a good example of that. It works so much better. I could try and do that digitally, but you know, you kind of, I'd probably spend longer doing it digitally, trying yeah. to break that. So, and, and you know, as I say, you just, you just, it's kind of, it's, it's more spontaneous, and I think, I think that works. But it's the same thing. Like if, if I'm pressed for, if I'm pressed for time with doing an issue, um, you know, you kind of like you look back at it in time to come because you're, you're not this is cut corners, but you have to be less precious about stuff. I think when you, when you okay, have yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, but when you look, but when you look back at it, 
you actually think it's got it's got so much more energy. There's, there's actually there's a punk's not dead ish, issue um, where the same thing happened. I came back from Emerald City, um, and Shelley said to me, "Oh, you've got like two weeks to do the issue." <laughs> and I hadn't started on the final artwork, so so I raced through it. But looking back at it now, I'd, I'd say it's probably the best issue. It's got the most energy to it, you know. Okay. And I think that's that's often that sounds the reason that makes sense with comics. That kind of that's what you want to do. You want to keep the energy there, and it's a, it's a medium where, you know, in, generally speaking, you don't have a lot of time to, to do stuff. So, kind of you know, I think that kind of I think it adds to it very much. So, what's uh, do you um, do you communicate much with the letterer whose name is I'm going to remember yeah. this added to your video card because he's <laughs> there's very much in. in you know, there's there's a continuity between the art and the, the lettering yeah. on this, isn't there? You know? yeah. yeah. There's um, so there's. Uh, are you familiar with the? We did there's t- a two part Bigfoot. Um, yes, love it, love it. it. One of my favourite bits, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. yeah. And um, so there, there's all like these journal pages in there. Yeah. And that's the first time we sort of truly collaborated, I think, because it was like okay. a collection of like he would he did all the ha- he was all handwritten by by Eddie. Um, he wrote all the stuff, and then he sent it to me. Then I'd fuck it up basically <laughs> 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 dirty like, it up yeah 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 whatever um and like just doodle over and things and that's that that's the first sort of true collaboration i think well i saying that there was probably a few um titles here and there i think through the series where where we've done that um but that was our first kind of like you know major thing we did but but i love doing that i mean i i, I come from a design background anyway so kind of i can sort of I quite i can appreciate what, what, what everyone can appreciate what he does he's great but um but, you know, it's quite good fun sort of playing around with, with type and things as well. It's, uh, yeah. It's enjoyable well, you've got, you've got to play around with sort of old government document type type yeah. and all that sort of thing as well, haven't you? You know, with the conspiracy yeah. theory side of it. Yeah. 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 So, did, you, did you have to do much research, dude? Did you have, do you have to go and look through and every page has got a different, seemingly a different conspiracy theory to me. And there's just sort of offhand mentions of the Loch Ness Monster on one page and then you move yeah, on yeah. to something else, you know. Did you have to go back and look through? I mean, because the old Not, Bigfoot thing is very American, yeah. isn't it? You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, James, so a long time before we actually started working on it properly, um, like James had already, I mean, James has been working on this for a long time before I, I ever spoke to him about it. And he basically sent me through like the series Bible for it. And, and, and I mean, he's as he said to me, boy, he's basically been researching his book his whole life because it's okay. the sort of stuff he's always loved. Um, so yeah, th- this feels like this is it almost feels yeah. like there's a doorway into James's brain. This is this is a fourteen times in a comic, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. I mean, he, he um, so I mean, I mean, to be honest, well, two reasons. One, I didn't feel like I need to do too much research on it because he's done a lot. He's done, anyway. Yeah, he's done the yeah. Yeah. need. Secondly, I don't really have time to spend, you know, sitting around looking into this stuff. And thirdly, actually, there's three. A third one as well is that I think it, it, it benefits my artwork by not getting too influenced by stuff that's come before. So he would yeah. describe, okay. he would describe to me what, you know, what that conspiracy is or whatever. And and it's really nice to go in and just and just have my take on it and not worry about it too much. Mm. You know, he it, it, he'd. Um, it picked me up on stuff that if there's anything that that doesn't work, but that, thankfully that hasn't really happened much mm. much yet. Yeah. So what's you that know? collaboration <laughs> process like though? Because yeah, you know, for um, like you say, whether you're using the, this different sort of medium as well, I'd mm. imagine it's not there isn't the um, the control Z of undoing a lot of things. So you kind yeah. of you need it to be in a good state before you even start on the final one. Is there is there a lot of collaboration between? the whole team before you even start on a final page 
Not, no, not really. Um, again, it, I mean, a lot of it comes down to time. But mm. I mean, I mean, it's, it's changed. It's changed over the, the over the time that we've been working on it. I think so. Like the first issue, I remember being. In, I mean, everything was broken down into panels and you mm. know a standard script, and probably the same for the second. But I think by the time we got to the third, like James was writing was writing all the dialogue on in the script and and sort of saying this is a you know a double page do do you know basically interpret however you want um okay and and it became quite an organic process like that mm. and, and that's kind of continued to be honest with you and again you know that it's, it's the way i think it probably took us three issues to sort of, sort of start kind of realizing that that would work well for us yeah for the, the gelling yeah. isn't it it's the confidence yeah. of like after a while you're you're confident in what he's going to give you and at the same time yeah. he knows he can just say yeah martin's got this just, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, you don't treat panels like panels a lot of the time. You know, there's, for mm. example, you have a lot of W page spreads where people are walking through the page, yeah. aren't they? Having a conversation and stuff. I love that. But you yeah. you know you know well enough to the eye is going to go that way, then it's going to go that way. So yeah. you know, it's yeah. almost like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think. I mean, there's no getting away from the fact this book's got a lot of dialogue in it, and it and yeah. it has to have though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's basically people talking about these these theories yeah. a lot, but. And so you, you know, and you, you try and find interesting ways of, of basically putting it on the page, and you know, and, and and I think there's there's all these techniques you can use like that. You know, you can you can have like people walking along the bottom of, the, of a double page spread, and then in the background you've got like you know various panels, just like like small snippets from from the things they're talking about. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even need to, you know, you don't even need. To, I think there's a danger of like repeating what's being said in the dialogue, and you don't you don't always need to do that. So like if yeah. if the guy Hawks walking on, he's talking to Cole, and he's, he's describing something. You, you don't necessarily have to be depicting that through the illustrations because he's saying it. So you, you can sort of find other other routes to take which are interesting. Yeah, Hawks, my favourite character. Do you get that yeah. a lot? Because yeah, I really yeah. like him. Yeah, Likewise. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think I think my, the, the most fun one to draw or paint would be Starface Man. But yeah. I think as a character, I think yeah, Hawks. Hawks great. This, this, and I've got to ask you, and you, you may not know this, but it might be something you can ask the writer, but um, James, is that issue nine reminded... Now, there's a t- I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a TV series called Smiley's People. It's the same character as Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Have you ever seen that series? I, I, I'm familiar with the series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a moment in that where he goes to see this ex-female agent, George right. Smiley goes to see it, and she basically lays out everything for him. She says, no, this is what happened. And yeah. that is, what for me, what happens in issue nine, where he goes... He goes off with Cole goes off with talk, doesn't he? And he says to him, "This is what it really is about." Yeah. You know, and you get this, and like you say, that's a very talky, com- talky issue, isn't it? Because he's basically having to tell him stuff, and you're having to shadowily yeah. sort of illustrate it in the background to a certain extent. But yeah, well, that's, I think I, I, I might have got this mixed up. But I think that's the one as I said to you earlier. A lot of this becomes quite a blur when I look back on it. <laughs> so I might <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, but um, that's the one where there's a double page spread, and, and they're walking on the bottom of the page. I think is that the one, and then there's like I think the. So. Yeah, and, and then there's all the different breakdowns of all the different sort of Im- images behind. I think I think that's that one. I think. Yeah, and they sort of transverse. They go on like they start at the top, right to the left. You know, go to, over to the right, and then cross again to the left towards. Yeah, the, yeah. And there's this sort of creature behind them in them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a great page. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's kind of like I, I find that to be honest with you, as much of a challenge as enjoyable as, as doing like a an intense. Not that there's many of these in Department of Truth, but an intense action scene. You know, yeah. it's just as much fun, just as much of a challenge to make a, a, a scene which is just two people talking in a room interesting and, and enjoyable because it's got to be enjoyable to do. 
you know, for me, yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, it sounds like you can really concentrate on it. You're sort of pouring heart and soul onto the page, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love, I love character acting in 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 this in comics in general, and, it, and it's the perfect book to like, you know, really sort of delve into that element of it with the illustrations and, and the panels and sort of, you know, and really sort of like hone in on that character acting kind of stuff. And that, and um, yeah, that's just it's just, for me. That's kind of the yeah. stuff that I. Fun, to be honest with you and i think yeah. it, sh- it shows in the artwork i mean sometimes like when we read comics and it's a lazy shorthand i use all the time it's like oh it's like i'm like i'm reading a movie or i'm watching it or i'm reading a tv show sort of thing mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. the pacing of the the book and the way that you do that sort of dialogue it's it, it has that same feeling but mm-hmm. the way you do the artistic touches to it it's like like a tv show i i I can't imagine, you know. The, oh man, they're going to have to go some to do that. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> fucking hell! Oh, yeah. it's announced. I don't know how that's going to translate. It's announced the TV series. You're right. Yeah, I'm right. Saying. Yeah. The, yeah, the TV series is announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. are you having any input into, you know, how nutty it'll look? Um, In the nicest possible way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope they would. I mean, we're, I can't say too much, but we're we're, we're on way off probably at the moment. Right. Getting- okay. Uh, yeah, so, so, but, so no, so no one's sort of looked, at, come to your house, pulled out one of your pages, and gone, dude, what the fuck? How are we supposed yeah, to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're trying to contact you. Yeah, people do that all the time. They're not necessarily from the film industry, just generally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I did wonder if do you get any weird emails? Because there's a lot of people who, who, you know, there's a lot of nutters out there, aren't there? The people think, oh, they really know about the space landing, yes. you know. Really boring, but no, I honestly don't. I mean, I expect that's a shame, that. isn't it? I'll write one later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, surprisingly, I don't. Um, you know, yeah, in a way, it's quite disappointing to be honest. It'd be quite. <laughs> to that kind yeah. of weird stuff. Don't open that door, Martin. Don't open that door because <laughs> it's kind of designed to make everyone who reads it paranoid, isn't it? You know, yeah. there is an element to that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah, and the book. Kind of is it is very timely, wasn't it? Really, let's be honest. And yeah. I think you know that that that's. I mean, it's a it's a very well written book. I mean, James is amazing, but but at the same time, it's just very timely. And if I think there ever was a time when there's a lot of nutters out there talking mm. shit, it's now, isn't yeah. it? You know, God, yeah. yeah. I You've only got to look at the COVID, the COVID conspiracies and all this sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Going on. yeah. yeah. It's constant fuel inspiration for James, basically. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. And a lot of these shows, or like comics, and these sort of. um Ideas they come they come at about at a certain time when I think people need some sort of entertainment you know just mm. to pour their brains into I mean like mm. like the X Files do you remember how massive yeah. that was yeah yeah you know what was I I I struggle to think what was the world like at that time you know for, for yeah. people to pre internet when it made yeah, it slightly to easier to lock on yeah. to that yeah yeah um, and and especially now with the like the internet world this it's a fascinating book in so many ways. Um, but how did it all come to pass? How did um, you go from uh, mild-mannered Martin Simmons <laughs> to s- someone uh, turning you into Banana Man? No. Um... Had you met James before, or you know, is it? Well, I, yeah. I mean, well, I'd never met James. James approached me about doing the book. Uh, I what was I doing? I think I was still on Pumps the Dead. I was on the second volume of Pumps the Dead, right? And James messaged me seemingly out of the blue, but he. He was looking for an artist for this book. As I said to you, like I think James has been writing this book pretty much yeah. his whole life, and, and right. he had spent some time on on writing. I think, I think he had written the first issue by the time he approached me, actually. But um, 
there's no publisher in mind at the time or anything like that. And and um, funny enough, it was, are you familiar with Matthew Rosenberg? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He recommended, I'm a friend of his, and he recommended me to James. Um, sorry, I owed him a pint or two. Um, <laughs> and um, He, he was in Thor Bubble a few years ago, wasn't he? Rosenberg. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a great and, um And so uh, 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 James got in touch with me. Um, and at the time, so James at the time was writing Justice League Dark, and he was in a... Uh, exclusive exclusivity deal with DC, I think. I think okay. I'm right. Um, and so we were still looking ahead to, to when we would get the chance to do this. But I was finishing off Monster Dead. And we were going to go straight into it after that. And then, um, funnily enough, I'd finished Monster Dead, and um, uh, Chris Ryler got in touch with me about doing a book with Joe Hill. So yeah, uh, which is the the sort of the, the, the crime, the murder film, you no, know, the sort of noir book we did basically. Um, and I didn't really want to pass that up. And James was really busy because I, I didn't know this at the time, but he was about to take over on Batman as the, as the lead writer. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, it in, so, so it all got pushed back because of that, like, until James had more time and I had more time. Um, and so, yeah, so it, 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 sort of, it sort of simmered away for quite a while before we actually sort of cracked on. And, and it was actually January 2020 when I got the script through and I started doing the character designs and stuff. Um, so, so by the time the pandemic and the lockdown hit, should I say, here... Which is what mid March, wasn't it? I think I yeah, was. Just, was. I, yeah, I just started on the first few pages. I, I, I can remember when it was being announced, and we. I think I was like, I remember doing like a, one of the double page spreads. There's like in the first issue, there's a double page spread of um, uh, Cole turning up at the Flat Earth Society convention, like, and there's all these guys <laughs> hanging around with like these, all look identical with polo shirts on and stuff, and, and like Hawaiian, you know, little shorts and sandals and things. And um, I, was, I was painting that page at the time, and I remember, remember. Uh, Bojo the clown get coming on on on, on TV and sort of announcing that we're going to go into lockdown and we and we sort of hot footed it down to Devon to stay with my parents because they had much more room and stuff. Right. But yeah, so it's a really weird time. So I started it, yeah. That I was basically started just before that. Really, I started, as I say, started doing the, the character designs in January and was already working on this, on the on the first script by by the time lockdown happened. So that was really weird. So we had uh, we had a decent run up to it came out right in September. But yeah, it was um, also being stuck in lockdown. That must have spun your melon out a bit, didn't it? You know, sort yeah, of. It, like, well, obviously, nobody, and certainly with, there were so so many unknowns, wasn't there? And, yeah. and 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 if you're looking more specifically at comics, I mean, there were so many unknowns. That with Diamond kind of you know shutting up shop for yeah, we had like months where we didn't get anything new, didn't we? You know, yeah, we were like thinking, fuck, you know, what's gonna? Because I think the original idea was we were going to release the first issue, I think, in November because that's when the the elections, the US elections, were, were due. Um, right, but Image wanted to bring it forward to September, so we, we already had that set in place. But we still, we, we thought we had it set, but we still didn't know because obviously, there was so, as I say, there's so many un- unknowns with stuff. So it was kind of, kind of a weird, a weird. Well, it's a weird time for everyone. But if we're talking specifically about this project, yeah, it was a weird time. Um, but, yeah. but also, not. I mean, you're on an ongoing at that point. You know, you've jumped onto an ongoing during the start. You know, that's there is that good side to it as well, isn't there? You know, as a yeah, freelancer, I mean, it, it, it kind of. Timing-wise, it worked well for us because you know, there's a lot of people, sadly, you know, that being told you know, pencils down and stuff over. Yeah, and, and, yeah, over, yeah. And, and, but and we weren't because I mean it's an image book, so it's, it was our book. So we, but um, you know, we were we were in that long lead-in to when the first issue came out. So I was, we were just stockpiling pages and issues. So so in fact, it kind of worked out okay for us. To be honest, we were fortunate in that respect. Yeah, cool. Can I throw can I throw a Sarah question in? Um, Sarah sent me a couple of questions. Sarah Harris, who obviously yeah. massive fan of, of you and the book, and she says, um, "I'll read it out to you. How long do you see it continuing 
And then she says, the only answer she will accept is forever. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know a few, a few people, have, I've seen a few people mention that James has said it's going to be about 30 issues. Okay. Um, so, but it won't, it, even then, it wouldn't be the end of Department of Truth. Well, I think the, you need a Ministry of Lies miniseries, man. Well. Imagine yeah. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't say much but we've got we have got we've got other plans we've got plans with, with lots of things so i don't you know it certainly won't be the end I, i'd happily be painting sort of stuff in the dot universe for the rest of my my career to be honest. <laughs> cool yeah. so and the next they, question with, with, that, with that story sorry tony just on, a, a, a side aspect to this but yeah. obviously uh, james had this for his whole life and and you know this idea was developing and brought you on and then like how is that you know the collaboration is more of your ideas of because it's your book, isn't it? Now it's it's both it's everyone's sort of yeah. book. Oh yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the same with pretty much any any comic book, isn't it? Really, mm. it kind of like you. However, whatever the script is, it's always you always expected to kind of you have to sort of. I don't want to. Use, I hate to use this word because it, it seems like I'm not downplaying the script, but you, you kind of elevate it again. That's, that's your mm, name as an art. Yeah, yeah. it's a joint creation, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and that's the thing. So you, you you have to put your own sort of, you know, your own personality into it. That's 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 your job as an artist. As, um, a, as a writer as well, I think um, to any writers out there, um, it, it pays to be, no matter what your name is, no matter where you are in the industry, um, mm. put the ego to the side so it's like, mm. you know, because you may think my idea, it has to be like this. It can't be any other kind of way. And mm. you get an artist mm. on and like you say, Martin, you, you elevate it and it becomes something more. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah. and, I, and that's that's one. I mean, James, as I said before, I keep saying this. And, I, you know, James is an amazing writer and he's the most lovely, humble guy. There's, mm. and there's, there really is no ego. He's, and he's, he's great. And but he will write scripts. And I think... Um, he, he he probably would expect it to be to you know to go off on tangents from what he's written because like you know that's what you, as you say that's what you want from an artist you want them to take it somewhere you don't expect mm. um, and and it's certainly if it's a truly collaborative thing anyway I mean a, a good example is something like um, like Starface Man I think originally in the script he was described as like a sort of you know sort of um, almost like cliched kind of vampire sort of Dracula type character with a black okay. cloak. The red, you know, this red bit on it and, and stuff, and it, and and but that just and that just evolved between us just by like me sketching stuff and you know maybe trying something different with it and going after James and James, you know, sort of maybe chipping back in with something else, and it, you know, and that evolved into something completely different, and um, and that's the that's the beauty of collaboration, though, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, you know? it should elevate, so both should become more than the, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's the whole and way, I, isn't it? And, yeah. and I think that's why, and it goes back to what I said about the scripts as well, like. You know, if you trust your, if you if you have trust in your artist, um, then you know that script. You could probably you know leave leave a lot of that descriptive stuff out and leave it to the artist because you know an artist should know how to paste stuff, should know how to kind of you know do all these different things and break things up. Mm. I mean, there's there's so many things where like you know you might you might list and this goes back again to working with Shelley actually on Punks Up Dead. Like she would like say you know here's the script from David and it'd be a great script, but like say the first page would be like six panels. And they'll be like, yeah, but there's one panel in there that kind of like deserves more. So you would end up creating a splash page on the first page out of that and then moving everything else onto the next page and, you know, create and then maybe even add another page in so it all balances out again. Yeah. Further on. 
but then you, then you create another double page spread so that you know it's, it's really and that's where the, the elevating thing comes from i think really is from, from sharing yeah, i think in a in a in a, in a good a proper collaboration that's how it should work man yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. And I, but that's what makes it exciting for everyone as well you know i i, I like that kind of thing and um yeah it's yeah. evolving and growing as you as you draw. Or, That's or, the idea. Organic, yeah. organic process, isn't it? You yeah. Know, and even the same with you know when I, when I do all the thumbnails and stuff, I might put in where I, I think the lettering should be placed within those panels and so forth. And obviously, I, I need to do that because if I've chopped around all the panels and you know maybe sort of combined some of the panels and all those things, it's going to make sense to to Addy when it goes to him. If like yeah. he's got scripts, you know, which is different. So I'll place them in. But you know, obviously, Addy's has much better idea about where to place it later. Okay, now, I imagine he, he must be sweating because I imagine getting yeah, like, you know your average comic page through and you're thinking oh yeah here you go you know, yeah. it. but you're, you've just you've painted a fucking masterpiece and you're sending it to him <laughs> and ask him to put words on it I'd shit my pants but I think he rel- <laughs> I think I think he relishes the idea of like you know like, it, it's a challenge for him as well because it's yeah. like as I say, it's, it's dialogue heavy and a lot of it's like very stylized as well. The lettering, yeah, isn't it? And, yeah. But, he, but he, even sort of the lettering approach he's made to it is designed to be, you know the the, the type and the, and the way he does all the all the um, ballooning and stuff. Like it's incredible. Like, and yeah. it's so sympathetic to the way the art is, um, and it just you know it, it doesn't it sits so nicely on, on those pages. I think he's, he's an incredible and he's a, and really he's kind of like oh mate, the lettering is part of the art in this. Definitely, it's oh, not absolutely. always, but it definitely is here. Absolutely. I mean, he, I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, he. Deservedly was nominated last year for Eisner as well, and um, yeah, what do know. the Eisners know? Mine, they know <laughs> fuck all. <laughs> yeah. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I got another question from Sarah. She yeah, said, "Black flag, minor threat, or dead Kennedys?" Minor threat. Oh, okay, all right, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she'll be happy only, with that. That's only because Ian McKay moved on to Fugazi afterwards. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, good. And the so other thing I want to ask. Sorry, go yeah. on. No, I'd say it's a tough one because it possibly Dead Kennedys, I suppose. Um, okay, yeah, that's I think she guessed you might say that one. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> and the other, <laughs> following on from that, obviously we're talking about the art, but the um, obviously the the benefit you now have of painting these you know massive canvases the size of your garden is mm. um, then you're now the king of original art, aren't you? Is that right? Yeah, it's um, it's an <laughs> bonus, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, as I say, the main reason I moved back onto doing original art, um, uh, no, traditional art is just purely because it became far more enjoyable again. But, but yeah, a, a byproduct of that is that, yeah, you can sell artwork. And it's are, you, are you using an agent now? Do you use an agent? To sell yeah, it yeah, yeah. So I'm with, with Cadence at the moment. Oh, they're pretty good. Yeah. So, what was uh, that experience like, stuff? you know, yeah, like finding getting, like? getting an agency and stuff like that? It's great. I mean, I mean, they're 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 very laid back about it all, and they have a massive roster of artists now, um, which is a good thing, you know. And um, they, yeah, they're very good. They, you know, they know what they do know what they're doing with stuff, which is great. They're and one it, of the big names, aren't they, in the field? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and, and it, it takes away a lot of the kind of admin stuff that I have to be doing myself um, to have somebody there representing me doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a lovely thing, but not 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 only financially, but but also, just it's just nice to know that people want you know are buying those pieces of artwork and, yeah. and hopefully can cherish them and do something with them. You know, it's nice to see people send you images of having framed and so forth. Yeah, amazing. Here's it, it? a, a cool. techie, techie question then: mm. What now? What sizes are the canvases? Are they all yeah. all the same size, or do you mix it up from page to page? Yeah, it's all the same size. So I, I only use um, I just use Bristol board. 
So okay. It's, it's okay. Really, really simple kind of like I use a smooth wristable like just a cancel one. It's like really simple. It's a che- fairly cheap, not particularly expensive, but um, eleven uh, by seventeen sort of like comic size. It's or an a, yeah, it's an A3 pay. It's an A3 sheet, and I, I've basically blown up the comic size to I don't know what, what measurements. It's about one hundred and fifty percent basically. Yeah. And so then I just I just set up a template basically a border on the on the page. Um, and, and, and based on that, so it's nothing. It's nothing like I don't. I don't use canvases or anything. Like They're all the same size. It's all fairly uniform. Apart from a double page, obviously, if you have a double page, I'll just be sticking two pieces of A3 together. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's really nothing. Nothing crazy. There's like I'm very not, mi- minimal kind of mucking around with it digitally afterwards. No, not well. It depends because some. So some of the pages are are, are paint and like they're being color. Even though even then they'll be tweaked digitally but yeah. most most of the pages are done like so i use like um uh are you familiar with an ink called quink which is like uh um it's normally using fountain pens actually i think okay. and if, yeah and i've heard of it never used it it's, it's a really nice thing. i use i do a lot of ink washes with it and it right. creates a really nice when it, you know like when like the same walkers they gather around the yeah. edges of like it's but it creates this nice sort of bluey kind of browny kind of like sort of hue around the edges and stuff it's like it's not solid black at all and um it just creates a really nice texture especially on bristol board which is something quite smooth it still creates this like sort of mottled effect and stuff so that's really nice but i use that on black pencil most of the time and, a, and, a, and then a toothbrush for splats and things and then a little bit of white acrylic but normally when i'm doing stuff like um uh, starface man so with starface man that's a weird one actually that's 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 an exception to the rule because that's nearly always collage because what I, I created a model mm. of his head and, I, and so I photograph <laughs> his head and I'll print it with the right lighting on it and then I'll collage it and I'll cut that up and put it on and then oh, paint wow. on top just oh, so, okay. it, so so it creates <laughs> like a, it's just so it's a completely different sort of look to the, to yeah. the rest of the yes yeah so it's like it needs that sort of jarring kind of like otherworldly sort of element to it I suppose with gives it. it that element of like this isn't right this shouldn't be here Absolutely, it's like yeah, it's like the off kilter weirdness to it, and uh, you know, so that that worked nicely. But again, that 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 was that came out of what I was saying earlier about me and James talking about the character and how he, he developed over time for me and him doing some back and forth. And also, it came from the fact just me wanting to do something different, and I, and I could do that because it was all traditional media, so I could try doing something strange like that, and um, and it and it just made it more enjoyable. And, and I still think that's just key to the whole process: yeah. enjoying what you're doing, keeping it fresh and exciting. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of the bit of collage. But whenever he's I generally do a lot more acrylic painting with, with his character. And, and the other thing I do, actually, is with um, the fictional woman appears. Even if the paint is black and white, she'll be painted in red. Her, her dress right. will be red. And I, and I just think it gives a different That's feel. that striking image of her. Yeah. She's such, such a great design. Such yeah. an amazing design, that is. That's kind of like a, a demonic Audrey Hepburn, basically. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, probably would still. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because yeah. Yeah, it's also that's, that's given birth to some wonderful um, sort of variant covers. Oh, like, some of just her been amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's lovely to see. I love to see people's like takes on on her and the Starface Man. Actually, that it's really interesting to see. Um, are, they the t- are they the two characters you enjoy the most drawing? Do you think? Because I was going to ask you what what you've most enjoyed drawing or seeing come out again in a comic. I book, think yeah. I think so. On a, yeah. a certain, Certainly, Starface Man, because as I say, that's kind of like a. When you, when you get to a, a, a part where he's in it, you think, "Ask oh, it." I'm going to sort of crack open the prip stick again. <laughs> <He's gluing it. laughs> but but, um, but it's just good fun to do, and, and I, 
there's no rules with him, I think. So if I wanted to depict him differently, I could. Funny enough, a mate of mine did a cover for issue 20, and he, he did a Starface Man painting. It was com- I was saying about other people having different interpretations of him. His was like completely sort of different to any other one I'd seen. And, and that was really inspiring to see somebody else do something so different. But that's what I like about it. I can still paint. If I wanted to, I could sort of take that approach with that character because I don't want to get too much away. Can, can you say who that is, dude? Or Yeah, so um, his mate, mate of mine, uh, uh, his name is Daniel Carter. So he's oh, cool. he's, a, he's a, um amazing artist. Does a lot, he, he, he's a DJ for Radio 1, but he does a lot of portraiture. Okay. And he, runs, he does a podcast as well, and he interviews different people. And he always does like portraits of each person he, that he's um, interviewing. They're amazing. And I always oh, wow. him for years, and um, I always always loved his art. Really, really cool stuff. So he did. Um, he did a. And he's a big fan of the book as well. So it tied in nicely. So I've got him to do a, a cover for issue. I think it's issue twenty. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Just such a different, a different approach. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. Oh, that's um, great. You know, that, there's that elements of that character. There's some. I can't remember. I can't remember which issue it is, but one of the issues that like, he's. But funny, this is something that James described. He said that basically make it more abstract and weird. And okay. I end up doing like a, it's kind of like a sort of like um, cubism approach to, to, to drawing the Starface Man and stuff because it was like supposed to be like a, he hadn't quite developed in Cole's mind at this stage into the character that we normally see. And so, you know, you can do these sort of things with that character and, it, and it's a lot of fun to do, and especially if you're working traditionally because you can do all sorts of weird things, you know, with collage and stuff. Um, so, One of my so, favourite pages of yours, man. If I can just interrupt, there is is I, I, I apps. I fucking laughed when you did this. Is that when in the start of the um, the not the Yeti, whatever you call it, the um, well, it's not the, the what? Yeah. Sorry, Bigfoot one. Bigfoot, the Bigfoot storyline. You yeah. open the comic and there's this like full on just picture of his face. <laughs> yeah. It just made me laugh. With yeah. the flying, isn't it? Got, like, a yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cheers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't. I can't remember how it's, how it's written in the script, but. I think James probably wrote it in. Like, just draw a, yeah, a close up of like it's, it's supposed to be like a, a like a like cheap tacky statue of him, basically in a cafe, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, James probably wrote it in. Just draw draw like close up of him. I think because but, I think the thing is people don't understand about this. They think oh, this is like super serious, you know, thing, and it is elements of it yeah. are so serious and so intense. But it has a sense of humour here and there, doesn't it? As well, you inject that into it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and I think I mean, oh, I don't, don't want to say. There's a, there's a character in it. I don't want to. I don't want to name him in case people okay. have it yet. But yeah, there's there's a couple of people that um they got yeah really even Hawk actually Hawk's a, f- a funny character. He is. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Yes. With his yeah. hat. His hat always makes me laugh. He wears his hat just to wind people up. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was that was something James James wrote into the script actually it was his, was his inverted uh, US flag. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. I love love painting. That. It is a character I love painting as well actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's um just he just he's just I don't know there's something we were talking about this earlier. But we'll, yeah. Sorry, we'll talk about it later. We mm. recorded in a different order, but we're talking about people who we're attracted to characters who are kind of in their later lives and have been there and done it. Yeah, you know, mm. and he's one of them, isn't he? There's just a breadth mm. of knowledge, and he's sort of bitter but funny, but yeah, he's sort of like the he's sort of like a Keith Richards, isn't he? Of, of like, yeah, of like um, conspiracy theories sort of partner tree stuff. He's the Larry David of conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably weathered, isn't he? And yeah, shriveled old walnut, basically. That, that cynical, but like, yeah. The, the, dialogue, uh, the dialogue absolutely sings. 
in this book, yeah. like, like from page one, just like the pacing of it. And some of the like great, like it's the little moments in dialogue. I mean, you must find this, Martin, like when you read from the scripts that you just you chuckle at like the the real sparkling little moments. I think yeah. one one of the ones in the um, at the beginning where she takes coal for pancakes, and oh, he, yeah. says, he says they're good, and she goes, "I wouldn't take you for shitty pancakes. I respect my time." <laughs> And I thought, what a brilliant line! <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of like character design and stuff, mm. how did you um, fall onto Cole himself? How did that come about? Is and well, is there any Robert Redford in there? There's a absolutely. naivety as well. Two days of the Condor, maybe something like that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All oh, right, nice. Yeah, that's what that James mentioned first of all. Actually, and it, I think that's that's one person. Another person is is eighties Bowie. Is another person. Oh, okay. What a combo! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly in the first issue because he's wearing this like, it's like tan suit, and it's like yeah. that's kind of. I make me think of like, is it the, is it the? I think it's the video for Less Dance. I think he's wearing this like tan suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like I just yeah, I thought I saw he's cool looking, cool looking at that stage. Although maybe I, I think we probably scaled down the shoulder pads a little bit compared to what. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the elephant in the room here, man, is we can't talk about a lot of what goes on in this. Because as yeah. we talked about, when you, I remember you sent me the first issue of this round to review, and yeah. there's such there's a there's a sting in the tail around the first issue, so we can't talk about a lot of this, no. can we? That's the thing. No. How do you find that when you go on American panels, and I know you've been to US conventions and stuff? Do you have yeah. to be careful what you say a lot on this, don't you? You know. Well, uh, conveniently, uh, we went. So we went. So um, the last moment was Orlando. We were supposed right. to be doing a panel there. It wasn't just the department; it was me and Navarro and, and uh, Berta. So the, the three work with James and James was there, obviously. And um, I was supposed to go, but I, I was, it wasn't COVID. But I complete I got a head cold before I left with the kids, and then flew over. I oh, tested negative, of course, and stuff. But and I completely lost my voice, so I didn't go on the panel at all. No, right. they're all convinced I was lying. I just didn't want to do the panel, but. Um, <laughs> I, 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 He's I've putting it on the record. He's putting it on the record now. <laughs> I've never, I've completely lost my voice. It's never happened before. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so it doesn't. So far, we have. I haven't. I've sort of got away with it, to be honest with you. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, James. James is very good at kind of like you know, scooting around those, skirting around those yeah. kind of. Because it's such things. a big part of the story, isn't it? And the, so we live in this like in the times of people binge reading now, don't yeah. we? You know. And certainly yeah. the back, the back of like the the first trade sort of. Uh, it, it, it walks a fine line of telling you <laughs> what the book kind of is without telling yeah. you what the book. And I, I think I think the basic setup, you know, is a lot about like you know government and conspiracy theories and all. You know, yep. we could say all that, but yep. the beauty is in the little twists and yeah. but, reveals. But yeah. that one person provides such an element yeah. of uncertainty about the future of this. All the characters around him, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's kind of like. It, He's yeah, we like, can't. Yeah, it's still, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it kind of like it's sort of in a way it kind of hinges on that. Yeah. Um, the, the other the other thing I, I want to ask you, know, perhaps this is more for James, but I, I think perhaps it's interesting as well. Is I I'm a, because we're big nerds, Martin. We I keep a little notebook of things I think around comics and you know talk about the podcast and stuff. And I remember when I when I read about issue five of this, I made a note in my notebook that just said, "This is the crossing over between conspiracy theory and magic." And later on, there's there's sort of illusions made or you know intimations yeah. made towards it being magic because yeah. there's there's all these little things about I stop fictions because before they become reality and mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Is that is that something that you're aware of as a sort of a, a line yeah, running through it? Okay, 
Right, that's all we can say. (laughs) If you say any more, Tony, you will be killed. Right, okay. Well, it's just a a fan theory at the moment Mm. of mine. Well, yeah, it's it's alluded to, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I love that a book exists that there can be fan theories about stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. It shows investment in in a series. Yeah, yeah. It totally does. Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't. I can't really say. No, fine. That's fine, man. I don't. I, 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 I will say. I will yeah, say. Yeah. Fair play to a lot of people for keeping the the genie in the bottle. Because by the time yeah. I got around to reading the the first two tracks, <laughs> I didn't know what it. I, I mean, per, that was also down to yeah. me staying away from everything. Same. I want, yeah. I wanted yeah. to be surprised by it. Yeah. That, that yeah. was that was the weird thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first issue coming out, and then there had been a few kind of like advanced reviews. Um, yeah, I think we were one, weren't we? I think we got it early from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think you so. did. And um, yeah, I remember. He- I remember he- hearing you talk about it, and you did very well avoiding it. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Makes a change, but yeah. But, you know, you hear, all, you sort of read all these, and you expect, you're sort of thinking, we kind of like, especially with the advanced stuff, we were like, you know, there's certain elements you can't talk about. Um, and I, I think, I think everybody that I that I know of, avoid, yeah, avoided talking about that, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but you spend the whole time kind of like expecting somebody to say something, and it just kind of like yeah, yeah. The covers all the co- the covers are also beautiful, but give nothing away. In a wonderful, it's sort of reminiscent to me of Vertigo titles, like when you yeah. would see we see yeah. a classic Vertigo book. Or Some of the salmon a, were like that. One, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. look at it and you go, "That's gorgeous." I have no idea what this is about, but I, <laughs> yeah. but I need that- to read it. You know, but that's why people are that's why people are attracted to books. Like yeah. people will be attracted to this book after hearing us skirt around this big mystery. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, if it was me and I hadn't read this, I'd be going out and buying it now because I think I really need to know what this is about. You know, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's sort of frust- yeah, it's frustratingly vague, isn't it? But what can you do? <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but with covers, like I think you can you, you can create covers that that are striking and, and and interesting and intriguing. You don't really need to be that sort of yeah. script about what what what's going on in the book. Um, as long as you're, as long as you're, cap- I'm hoping we did this. With the, 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 well, the first arc uh, specifically was quite. It's been quite different in, in approach to the others, but, but um, I'm hoping that we kind of achieve that of like making them look intriguing and, and, and interesting. But, but that's why the big fit, the, the big, of what, you know. Hmm. But yeah. That's why the Bigfoot thing was so good. I think because it's something that will catch everyone. Can talk about that, can't they? Yeah, yeah. And that's the easier part to talk about. You yeah, know, some of the ups and downs in Cole's life and all this sort of thing, you can't talk about them, but you can talk about fucking hell as a Bigfoot in it, you know? Well, yeah, and, and, and actually, I mean, that the Bigfoot stuff, I can't remember I can't remember the, the, the exact order of things at the time, but I remember loads of people talking about, are, are you going to do a Bigfoot book? Are you going to do right. a Bigfoot or whatever? Um, and, I'm, you know, James already had it in his mind that he was going to do something. And, right. and it had been the two-part one. But, yeah, that, that, was, that one really... I think that's it's kind of like um, that was really an accessible kind of you know issue to to put put in now I think really in a lot of respects and, and also in a way a good jumping on point if you've done the other stuff. Yeah, I think so. And a good little yeah, it makes a but fun but a nice kind of aside, wasn't it? From the, yeah, the, exactly. The bigger picture stuff in a way. Um but it all still ties in of course. But um but yeah, I mean I, and, and also that, that was just a, that was a really 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 enjoyable issue or two issues to do. Um, and it, yeah, and, and for us at the time, it was, it was also, as I say, quite quite different to the other the other issues. Yeah, with well, yeah, the sort of diary notes and stuff in it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good. great. Yeah, 
The other thing I wanted to mention, man, it, which was also, I don't have all of your art constantly as my screensaver, but what was my screensaver was your Batman cover, which is fucking amazing. Which 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 one? Because there's a few. Oh, here we one? go. Which yeah. one? There's a few. I've got to go back He's and find it and describe it. I'm, I'm not sure that I don't have the number <laughs> of the issue because it was just the image. I think I nicked it off your Twitter. I think was it the one? Is it the one with the two hands covering his face? Yes, that's the one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, that, that again. They were great fun to do, and that's all down to, to Ram really. Ram asked me if I'd like to do them. Oh, um, nice for his run, which is great. But that again, uh, really good. I mean that. A really good fun to do. Um, again, you got anything else like that coming up, or so? There's three issues. There's three issues of that that I've done um, the covers for. Um, I'm not sure what they are. I'm not sure whether they're. I think they're. I don't know if they're like one in twenty fives or something. There's some sort of incentive cover. I think. Oh, okay, right. I think they are. I could be wrong there. Um, there's three of those, and they kind of all follow a theme. There's like, it's like a triptych basically of these covers for. for oh, um, okay. For, Comics, so and they all kind of follow a similar sort of theme. I, th- I think that's the only one that's been that may be the only one that's been released, I think, as far as I'm aware. As yeah, I haven't seen the other ones. Yeah, no. you might be right. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to read his stuff, man. I'm, I buy oh. all the Batman books. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's, again, lovely to see him see him nominated for the Ice. Yes, mm. um, he's, he's a great writer. They mean nothing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking. It's not. <laughs> 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 but you know, with, with the nominations, I, I I find like even just to be nominated, I think it sh- it shows that the people that put in the graft and do the work, and like and and are also really positive about comics. That was one of the yeah. things that we, we I always yeah. crow crow about Ram on this is like he's just constantly very pro comic. Just sort of check mm. out this, look at the amazing work that this person's done. This you know, yeah. I mean, and, he's is 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 quality level is just incredible. He's an amazing yeah. writer. Like you know, I think. He's, he's like, well, James is the same, you know. Like James's output is the same. I think both of them. I don't know how they do it. I don't know they, they, how. I don't know. God knows how many books they do each, each month or whatever. But there's always something. Like you talk to Ram, and it's just like I've got this other idea, and this other idea, and this other idea. That's just, good, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what we want. They're the writers yeah. we want, aren't they? It's yeah. Really yeah. Yeah, if if you get a script about a writer that's made some sort of deal with the devil and there's a conspiracy <laughs> about it, perhaps you need to have a talk with uh, James yeah. about it because. Yeah. Yeah, his real life have you, um, bleeding into the comic. Now that you're lodging at American conventions, Martin, you know, mm-hmm. swigging whiskey and you know all this sort of thing. The uh, are you uh, are you meeting any of your heroes whilst you've been here? Have you met you know? Any not not yeah. I mean, I, I'm going. To, I'm, I'm going to New York for the first time this year. I've never been. Oh, there. I'm there. Yeah, oh, brilliant. There, man. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'll be out there definitely. But, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm going. So I'm, I'm going to go and, go and uh, annoy Sinker, I think. Go and, go and see him because I've never met him before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If I could, if I can manage to move around, I hear it's like really hectic in it. It's like really intense. Yeah, I didn't go the last one because it was yeah. sort of COVIDy. But it's it's yeah. previous. You, you, mind you, if you you'll be in early and be able to stay late, you might get around to see yeah. people at that I point. You so. know, just so. larger yeah. in the green room, mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you, in, are you in Artist Alley or are you on the? the we are. So, so we, we, do, we do a lot of stuff with uh, Scott's collectibles. But James is. They're the age of James and, 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 right. and actually now, and um, they do, and I do stuff with them as well. So like we're, we're we're kind of like all in one section there together, like signings and so forth. Oh, cool. like, the, the, I mean, the idea was that that so the guys that run or, or Dan who run who owns Scott's Collectibles like wanted to do this thing where it was like James um, and and me Alvaro and, and uh, Verto who work on the three sort of the three sort of create their own books that he was doing at the time. I know I know he does more now, but yeah. So that's something 
children, nice house on the lake, and, and Department of Truth. So, and so they sort of take us around to these different conventions around around the states and a few other places. Um, because it's just like a nice opportunity to have us all together. So like, yeah. you know, signed by James and, and <laughs> whatever. We did, the, actually, we did the same thought bubble, actually, this year. Uh, okay. Year. So, and we're going to hopefully do the same this year by the looks of it. It's just nice to have us all together in one, one, one space where we can all sort of stop sign stuff and chat to people and, and things. So, um, so yeah, so that's what, that's what we're doing this year with New York and a few other places. Um, well, now that, now that you're much in demand, are you finding it's cutting into your work time a bit, are you, man? Or? Yeah. Right. That's the, See, that's the downside of it, isn't it? Really, yeah. I mean, I'm either I'm either working on comics, sort of, you know, doing family stuff, or working on comics and doing family stuff. That's yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you, you sort of have, I have all these intentions when you go away of doing all this work, but working traditionally it means I can't can't really do that. I mean, mm. I, I do some stuff digitally still, like like um, I like rough it out and things like that digitally, just because it's easier to work on an iPad and do that. Yeah. So, so if it times nicely with with going away to the con, I can do those things while I'm there. But, but mm. you know, best it plans and everything doesn't it doesn't always work out like that. Yeah. Um, so what cons get, uh, are people going to be able to see you at in the foreseeable? If, if it, in the UK, the only one I'm doing in the UK is um, Thought Bubble this year. Cool. Okay. Um, although I think I'm, we're supposed to be doing it, but um, we haven't been announced. Yet, are you booked out for any across the world? Any others? Yeah. So we got. Couple of weeks, t- in about a month's time, we got Toronto. Oh, we've got a couple of fan expo contests, fan expo in Toronto. Oh, nice. And it's, then I think after that, it's Las Ve- we're doing one in Las Vegas called the uh, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Fuck it now. You're not taking your missus to that one, then I'm guessing. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what else have we got? Uh, New York after that. Cool. Then uh, I think after. The- after New York, it's Thought Bubble, then San Francisco, and then Singapore at the end of the year. Yeah, so we've got. Oh, nice. It'd be interesting to see what hit Singapore's like, man. I've heard good things. Yeah, about I've that, heard actually. really. I mean, the, the guys at Scott's Collectibles, I think they've been before to bet, um, and it didn't happen last year. We were supposed to go last year, and it didn't happen because of COVID and stuff. And um, Edison, Edison does that one. Yeah, does it? Yeah, Edison right. Neo, yeah, he'd be there. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks it looks great. I mean, I, I've only heard good things about it, so it'd be good fun to do. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we still see, see what happens. So that's it. There's quite a lot to do. Yeah. Really, in, in amongst yeah, but... all of that, making comics, malarkey. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And that, that is the downside, as I say, of working traditionally. Is that yeah. you, a lot of the a lot of the stages of the process you can't I can't do because I'm yeah. not about to take, take my glue and my you know my glue gun and my airbrush with me. And things. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I always think that I only want to read comics by people. If I opened their studio door, they'd look like a crazy person lived there. And I think that's the ideal, isn't it? You know, you can imagine that people like you know, George Pratt and Sinkevich yeah. and all these sort of people have got like a studio that looks yeah. like somebody's just gone mental in there with oh, a paint gun. Yeah. I hope they do. I'll be gutted. Yeah. I, I mean, Mark, <laughs> Me yeah. there's so many different cuttings. You probably think he's making ransom letters for something. He's some got a, a disembodied oh, head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of bits. Yeah. There's all, well, actually, it's tied it up in at the moment, but up to, yeah, normally there's bits of acetate that I've printed out on and all sorts of weird bits of paper and stuff. Yeah. Sort but we want everyone brilliant. to know that he's a very normal person. You don't need to worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but you are but an absolute it's, legend. It's basically like, it's, sorry, it's, like, it's basically like a kind of. Blue Peter episode, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Just with, just with this dead is hookers. what Blue, Blue Peter, Peter does to people. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can trace the island over the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Mate, when... I got. I, can I just say quickly? I got to tell you, man. This, this mm. watching you succeed in comics has been one of the best things about this podcast. Because I remember oh. when we started, you were sort of 
I don't want to call it small press and do it down, but you were on the on the rise. And to see you there now, man, fucking brilliant. So uh, deserved. That's right? awesome. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. yeah I think a- the first time I met you, was it at that shitty convention in and a Maidstone <laughs> shopping centre or something like that? I've got a yeah. feeling. Was it there? That would have been Demon Con, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Did you do yeah. that one? I, I've done that. I did that a few times. I, I, to be honest with you, I just used to like going hanging out with Mike Darley and Mike Stock and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. that's yeah. who I met you with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the gang, the OG gang. <laughs> <laughs> they, the know where, they know where the bodies are buried, so you need to be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, then, nice. yeah, doing that, it's just it's just good fun. It's some, yeah. some of the small press stuff, you know. It's a lot of the small press. The, the the smaller cons were just good fun to do. Yeah, um, I agree, man. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And and they you know, I mean. All the ones I'm talking about going to all these ones in the states, they're great, but they're pop culture events. They're not. They're not comic con. Yeah. And, and despite like being in the shopping centre, dim con was all. It was just about comics, and it was yeah. just nice. Yeah. yeah. You'd be able to meet Wesley Crusher or something, kick him in the balls or something <laughs> like that. You know. Just, uh, no, no, yeah. never assault people, Tony. Well, Wesley Crusher's acceptable. <laughs> Okay, you know, yeah, 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 you do know he's not actually called Wes. We- uh, we'll that's his real name. We'll I think he out. thinks that's his we'll, real name. We'll, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly, if you see Martin at a show, pop up and say hi because um, he's genuinely this lovely in real life. He's a legend, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, um, thanks for coming on, man. We yeah, really where can Cheers, people dude. find you and find out more about the work and, and everything you've got going on? Oh, well, um, I mean, you can always look on Twitter, which is. Um, this is Martin underscore Simmons on on um, Instagram. It's Martin Simmons, all one word. Uh, no website or anything at the moment. So it's nice and simple. Uh, but you go to Cadence Comic Book Art. Have you still got pages in there? Cadence, or? Yeah, if you go to Cadence, actually, yeah, if you go to Cadence, you can you can search me on there. I'll be on there. Yeah, and it's just the pages that are, that are available. And I tell you what, when it comes to the end of year for the foreseeable future, just look at people's best of lists. Yeah, you'll probably see a few of his covers on there. That's all I've got to say. That'd be nice. Yeah. 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 We've been very nice about him. He does know where to pay Palace, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah. With his OA millions. I must must just say, I do. I generally try and listen to to your 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 podcast every week. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, thanks, man. It's always always highly entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very diplomatic. That one. That's that's a Paul quote. That's a Paul quote. Yeah. 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 I enjoy listening to it. It's great. Thank oh, you, cheers, dude. Cheers, Thanks, sir. Man. And we enjoy your comics. The love is oh. all around. Indeed. Indeed. There you have it, folks. We spoil you, don't we? Eh? We do. We? we do. We are very generous, aren't we, Dan? Yes. And as lovers. <laughs> well, generous podcasters. One has one moment. But I will say, if I've bought some chips, they're my chips. No one else can have them. Anyway, right. Okay. No, of course you know. I, I don't like people my... putting their hands in packets of crisps. I don't like that. Don't put your hand in my packet of crisps. No, fair enough. What? So if you offer someone a, a crisp, pour it out. Well, it's all right if they're near the top, but if they're down the bottom, don't. No, I want who, who rustles around in your bag. No, people do that. Oh, what's your bag? You mix, you mix with a much posher crowd. Well, when people eat Pringles, I never use my fingers to get out of the can. I try and kind of eat it in my face. <laughs> Don't <laughs> 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 force my face well, down the Pringles uh, I, I thought you just sort of opened your mouth, popped it in, and then just sort of shucked your head back. Like <laughs> that'd be another way. Yes, give away. Yeah, <laughs> consider that. Yeah. Next uh, time someone. How do you eat crisps, listeners? Yeah. yeah. Be safe out there, people. When it comes to your potato chips snacks. for Americans or corn snacks. Um, yeah. Anyway, as you can tell, when we don't have a guest. We don't know what the hell we're talking about, but we do have some lovely shout-outs for you people. Yes. Uh, Dan, would you like to go first? 
Oh, oh, first, unless, unless you want to play tennis, let's have shout out tennis. Dan, let's do okay. two and then two. Two and okay. then two. Go on. Uh, the Hordes of Surrey, the complete e. miniseries. Uh, I just mentioned it only briefly uh, some minutes ago on the uh, Comic Cast. Hour ago. Hour ago. Uh, join Mike and the gang as their tragedy hunt <laughs> come to a dramatic end in this comedy adventure set in the British countryside. What couldn't you like about that? And I like the Reach uh, illustration. That's what I like about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Or when Rory's fucking getting. Any so great? Good See at that this. Silver Surfer he put online? Yeah. It? yeah. It's, oh, okay, it's really good. good. It's got yeah. some pages from that in from the comic in this and. It looks ah. fantastic. So I would go and check that out, go back that, because uh, that's going to be fab. And the second one, we've got uh, Limits. Well, if you're the most powerful weapon in the world, but no way to recharge it. Uh, this feels like a kind of a classic golden age kind of Superman story, you know, where they, they would take up a premise and it would only last that one issue. But yeah. what happened in that comic would be quite drastic. But next week, <clears throat> you'd be back to the status quo. It's kind of like a story like that, uh, where you kind of, what, what, what happens if this scenario played out? And it, it's really well done. Uh, the art by Lee Gaston's absolutely fantastic. What happens if you get your balls caught in your zipper? You have to be That's very, a single premise, isn't it? very careful. Very careful. Yeah. Never buy trousers with those yeah. metal zippers on anymore. Dangerous, isn't it? Oh, God. Danger. Yeah. yeah. When you can, you hear, the, see, you can uh, hear the clicking of the zippers, it does that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you about Mary plays this out to great comic effect, if my memory serves. <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yes, over to you, Tony. Okay, so um, thanks a lot to the 11 o'clock comics, guys. Um, it was obviously lovely meeting them in Charlotte. And if you're a listener, you hear, you'll hear me doing this week's introduction, uh, which is very excited about because it was on the morning run and it came at you. That's in my pull, ears. Pull some strength to get that AT. Yeah, babes. You know, it's play- <laughs> Gangsters, aren't we? Players. Yeah. Um, the Wiper is a new podcast drama that delves into the personal thoughts and history of a legendary superhero. Um our buddy Kev Cooling is involved in this, and it is currently, I'm listening to it on Spotify. It's like little episodic kind of talking to a microphone kind of stuff. It's good, though. I, oh, I really no, enjoyed it. Yeah, see this. Have to check this you out. know what? How well do we know Kev? He never told us about this. What's going on, no. Kev? So I found it, and then I said, oh, what's this? What are you fucking doing it? So I thought I'd give it a shout out. <laughs> then my two. Back over to you, Daniel. I've only got one left. Oh. Uh, the Brugger's Beer in Pomit. Oh, that's one of mine. Podcast anthology comic. The Brewgooders have put together a showcase of comic talents to celebrate this year's Scottish National Comic Book Day. Oh. <clears throat> and that's charging towards the, the target. Uh, they're going to, yeah, putting out a comic, as all good so comic book it. podcasts should do. Yes. Yeah, soon we started a fashion there, Kitty, Kitty Winkles, didn't we? We've done one uh, comic smell uh, on to, what, their third? Yeah, but they're in the production of their third, aren't they? Yeah. yeah they've actually fucking buried us on that then. <laughs> we so, did four uh, issues. Fair po- yeah, fair point. Fair point. Thank you, Matt. Should you do mine? So, yeah. Yes. So speaking of um, the brew gooders, uh, I keep calling them brew doggers, and that's something you do at weekends, Dan. Sorry, it's brew gooders. So I know David Craner is one of them, and next Saturday I'll be at the 30 years anniversary event at City Centre Comics in Glasgow. Signing will be Johnny Cannon, David Craner, Conor McNeil, Jim Stewart, and David Alexander. I also meeting up with Mr. Henderson. I think he's popping down. Um, so it's from one o'clock onwards. Uh, if you go to at City Centre Comic for details. Also, big news this week: Bam is returning. Bath's premier small press show um, is returning. Watch this space for venue and date announcements. There you go. There, mind. There you go. Oh, I don't okay. have any. Sh- I don't have any shout outs. That's where you got that. Well, you were going to do that Bam one, weren't you? Well, you're part that. of the Bam Mafia. <laughs> the Bam Mafia. 
The maf- bar ma- ba- ma- what? <laughs> the bum mafia. Right, comic idea in there, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, we got a, before we get on to the recommendations and stuff. We got a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. Bubbling, aren't they? Yeah, a lot, a lot of things bubbling hot, as my good pal Pato Banton would have said. <laughs> Anyone who remembers that song... You won't get a podcast exactly. for that reference no, this week. No, but if you're about Pato and you want to come on to talk comics... We'll have you on. Yeah. Um, and we can get the gossip about what UB40 are really like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but on to more serious matters. Well, the first thing I want to bring up before we talk about some industry stuff, and uh, even though I see he's just muted his mic... Is, I'm still here. <laughs> ...is Dr. Dan the Man Butcher... Whose uh, latest um, strip on Vanguard? He takes no prisoners. This man. It absolutely takes no prisoners with his storytelling, which is brilliant and amazing. Mm. And, oh, thanks. And uh, he's the sort of bloke who'd make Kirkman blush. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, like, there's absolutely no spoilers. You, you know, you got to read Vanguard and catch up with it and stuff. Um, but uh, the question is, like, he's nihilistic, you, Vince. He doesn't how, care. How, anymore. how do you decide, like? When it comes to certain scenes, how far to go in order to achieve the goals? Because, like, you have certain villains, and already you know how I feel about a couple of your characters, and I mean this in the nicest way. I fucking hate them, and that's yeah, a good, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, isn't it? Um, so you've already you already had me at hello, and yet you you're still. I mean, you're doing a it's a little bit of a Game of Thrones where you're just layering on and layering on a little more of that vitriol for, for the reader. Um, how do you de- decide like how far to take it? This was a tough one because I wasn't sure <clears throat> some villains killed some like innocent people in the latest one. And I wasn't sure whether to kind of show it. You know when sometimes you see someone leaning off panel and then they kill someone off panel and you see like the blood spray on like in silhouette. I thought, am I going to show you that or am I just going to show you what they're doing. I thought, what well, is this going to be a cold straight shot of these people getting killed? They're sort of like, right. there's nothing glamorous about it. These, these people are fucking horrible and this is what they're doing. And this is what yeah. they've done. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I, I didn't want to kind of fuck around and sort of say, try and glamorize it in any way. Do you know what I mean? It's horrible. And yeah. I've got the, the, the pen dragon character who's kind of party to it, but he's not on board. And obviously he's going to be, Coming to see that in a couple of ish, uh, that, couple of pages time. That's gonna, yeah, that adds to the narrative, doesn't it? Mm. And to be fair, we're talking about like you know a dark scene, but there are other comics I see that would that would try and do a dark scene and and do it overly graphic. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. You know, to the point of like, you know, an invincible um, scene where someone gets um, destroyed. That is usually pretty. Yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of the red right, stuff and right. innards yeah. and stuff. So you don't. You know, it's nothing that bad. Is no. that something that you think about yourself as well, like as a creator, how comfortable <laughs> oh. you are, how comfortable you are, like drawing or writing these sort of things? Uh, I'm comfortable in as much that I, I, these are fictional characters, and I only do it to kind of to to make the story mm. enjoyable. It, it's still in service of the story. When you kind of slip into the groove of writing, yeah, don't you? Yeah, naturally from yeah. now. So. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah. Like when you, you introduce a character and you think, right, in three or four issues, this character's going to die, yeah. and that, that's the only reason they're sort of in there. It's just part of the, the how the flow of the story's going to work. It has to serve uh, as the tale, isn't it? Really, I mean, exactly. Uh, and um, 
I think, obviously, when it comes to... It seems like we're talking about villains every, every other sentence these days. But I, I think that's a good thing to think about because some people just layer on the misery all the time. And we've talked about stuff before where sometimes it's so miserable all the time. You're just thinking, mm. where where is... You know, where's the light the, at the, the end light, of the time? The light, the contrast. Yeah. 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 And certainly from a villain's perspective, part of the joy of a villain is watching them get their comeuppance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, having a kind of a lame villain that, that has no threat and hasn't really done that much wrong. It's mm. kind of like, uh, Yeah. So or, you, or you do a really despicable villain and they just get, you know... Something. I mean, the, the classic is fucking the bad guys in Robocop. They're fucking horrible. Yeah. So when they get their comeuppance, it's like, oh, great. Yeah. Do you know the, a, the way the hero you know there's deals. There's a video game coming out about. Right? Oh, there, apparently there is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've missed you about that. Yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. The, so, so let me. Yeah. The um, <laughs> the way that a hero deals with a villain it has a huge implication for the personality and the way that you see the hero as well. Yes, yeah. that's what I think as well. And that's the way you deal with it as well, don't you? You know, heroes and villains. You know, are shades of grey in a way. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's kind of what 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 one would take is like a reason to do something bad. One would see a reason to kind of try and do some good. Because I, I find that the the Pendragon arc of this particular is fascinating to me. Because when it's, like you said like he was he he was switching up a little bit, I thought oh, well this is interesting. Where's it? How, how is this? I mean, there's total justification for it, and you're getting to explore it more. Um, but it's, I mean, would yeah. you, you would you throw in with people that you don't agree with just to get what? Get revenge or get what you think will is owed to you. The and, thing is, it's. You know, it's so easy to be like, stand on your soapbox and say, "I would never, I would never do this." But who knows what trauma and loss and a- any kind of experience does to people? But, but isn't throwing in so. with people you don't immediately, you know, absolutely agree with just life? Yeah, I mean, we kind of yeah. do. Don't yeah, we? we've done three. Yeah. We've had three hundred sixty-nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. I know um, yeah. both of you. You know, with your alt-right backgrounds, it wouldn't. I'm joking, yeah. then. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I've got friends who I don't agree with politically. I've got friends who I don't yeah. believe agree with in comics. You know, and you have to. That's part of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you know, to kind of achieve a goal, yeah. you might have to work with people that you don't just particularly like. What you're yeah. doing is times it by a thousand, and, and yeah. playing that as yeah. a you know, yeah, as a sort of morality tell. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to put you in the spotlight there, Dan. I mean, obviously, That's right. obviously That's okay. Van- Van- Vanguard should have a spotlight, and if you're not reading it, you yeah, will, we should you do that. Oh, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? Um, yeah, but I th- I thought like. Because I know, off podcasts and stuff, we're all always discussing the comics we're making and stuff. And Dan was asking us certain bits about the comics. I just thought it, it was a fascinating sort of um, topic to, to touch. Yeah, on. well, like I said, I wasn't sure. Kind of, that's still playing on me. I still can't make my mind about that one. I don't know. I think I think it's got to be with you, man. You're the creator on that. It really mm. has. To yeah. Be. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, almost. I, who am I to? You know, and sometimes, sometimes maybe. Right, right, would you have done it like that, or would you you've you done something different? Because there's so much before that. I don't think, I don't think I could comment because I'd, I'd have to work my way through it as. Equal, yeah. You know. Do you know what I mean? It, no, it wouldn't end up the same place. But you'd yeah. write a different, so it'd be, yeah. it would be different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just very, very concerned about some of the characters in your comic. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like reading The Walking Dead, isn't it? You know, someone's going to die. No one's safe. Gonna, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah, safe. Yeah. But yeah. you know. But we trust in the butcher. Trust in the story. Yeah. It, I know where I'm going with it, so it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah, and that's the main <laughs> thing, folks. He knows what he's doing. Um, so, like but, but but from that to uh, what should we touch upon? 
Should we do the Big Bang thing? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. We're not talking about the Big Bang Theory, because that's rubbish. God. We're talking about the Fantastic Shop Big Bang Comics. Well, you you kicked this off, didn't you, Tony, when you messaged us about the price for, for Diamond? Yeah, so um, I can't give the source because it's a friend of ours, but the um, we know that the prices are going up from Diamond. Um, they've, they've emailed um, uh, shop owners and, you know, mail orders and stuff like that to say they're going to have to lift this, the price by quite a substantial amount again mm. um, and for those this is probably a very English or British specific problem because not only do we only have one distributor here unlike the states who have I think four or five we um, also pay well above the odds um, if you oh, I know we did this God about two three months ago we did a, a thing where I compared American prices to English prices didn't we yeah. so not only even if you um take a you know sterling and it is it is at the moment and dollar the dollar as it is at the moment we actually pay about 30 percent more on a comic anyway and that's going up again um so we we pay a lot than the people in the u.s and certainly a lot more than people who go who go with luna aka discount comic book service and stuff like that um so there was two things that came out of that we knew there was going to be a price hike that came out one day and i think almost the following day guys was it we got this someone sent us this tweet this sort of trail of tweets that big banger going on about how they're very unlikely yeah. to be selling monthly <clears throat> comics out on the shelf beyond issues one and maybe two um and that everything has to go through previews and has to have a um before the final cutoff date you know which is a, a, so, what is it a month so they said for uh for single for issue one and two they're like they won't be ordering any extra copies and from three issue three onwards it'd be pre-orders only yeah which is just so there'll be no fuck, browsing man. stock on the shelf no it purely has to be through a pull list um, that you can order monthly. I mean, that's now, this... I have a heavy, I have a heavy pull list in my shop. You know, I have a large. You know, you can't, you can't. It's rare that you could lift it out of the long box in with one hand. You know, my pull list every week. Yeah. So again, over a hundred pounds this week. But what I do is every week is I'll also buy stuff off the shelf. Hmm. With all due respect, <clears throat> I won't. I can't scan the whole of previews. And of course, the other fly in the ointment here is the other ridiculous factor to it is. If you wanna, if you wanna um, pre-order, you do it through the Diamond Previews cat- catalog here, mm-hmm. which you have to fucking buy. It's n- <laughs> nonsense. How often do you yeah. go, you go and you, you know, you're going to IKEA or Argos and say, oh yeah, I want to order this out? And they said, oh yeah, you got to buy that magazine. Got to buy the catalog. Real yeah. anything. Fucking stupid. Yeah, it it's nuts because like it's such a niche thing, comic books, and this just makes it more costly. Yeah. harder to do i just can't see how long this is what frustrate i fucking had a moan about this but like remember like a month ago and people were banging on about how great comic-con the sales figures were and how comics are stronger than they've ever been like with yeah. <clears throat> millions and millions of sales and it's like we're not me, seeing that here <clears throat> no we're certainly not seeing, not seeing it not seeing it in the uk no way yeah um, and it almost a, seems like it's one of these things that people think if you if you're saying that there's an issue with comic selling and that you know it's too expensive, they seem to think you remember a comic scale stuff. Not at all. No, not at all. Yeah. The slightest yeah. fucking nonsense. The only we, person I'm worried about is my wallet. Yeah. You know, and having to pay a load more and actually have access to the comics that I love. Looking you know? at data and addressing data realistically and saying, look, there's an issue here is is uh, the way to go about things. Because yeah. then you get, that's the first step in acknowledging the problem of how to solve the problem. If Big you can't Bang acknowledge are, there's a problem. Big Bang are a good shop 
they've yeah. got a good reputation they sell a lot of good stuff they've got good people working there you look at their they put out weekly recommendations yeah, yeah social media so. is just promoting comics comics yeah and yeah, yeah. just looking at the feed you know it's people that read comics as well and they love it um yeah but they can't seem to sell comics off the shelf because they don't they're not returnable those comics you know there's no, no return no. for them no. so they're in they're they're trusting that we will go and get previews look at it and then get our orders in before yeah. but often often have you looked at some of the previews you can't see what's inside the comic no 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 it's a tiny little thing with a synopsis sometimes that's if not you're lucky. correct yeah yeah uh so but what's the, why why would he order through a comic book shop when I can just go straight order it myself? Well, that's the that's the worry, isn't it? And then people will wait for the trade. They'll wait for the app. You know, you know. I know it's it's almost six months, isn't it, on the DC app at the moment? But it's only two or three months on the Marvel app. I yeah. I'm just I get trades exclusively now, apart from small press yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I th- I th- you know, it's going to get to the point where it's almost. Um, we're going to see a cut down a lot of uh, even more comic book stores, I think. And certainly it is very important for the comic shop experience to be a, a positive experience and a great It should experience. be a browsing experience. Same yeah. as it should be with a record shop. Same as it should be with yeah. all these sort of things. Yeah. You've got to go into there and have the availability to browse. If there's, if there's a comic's even worse than an album, you can't play an album looking at it in, in on the shelf. Yeah. But a, mag- a comic, you can open it and look at the art inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and certainly everyone's got their comic book shops that they love going to, and that's a fantastic experience for them. We hope that ev- all of them do well and, and survive over the next couple of years. I think it's going to be a, a tough couple of years. And certainly, um, listeners, we are going to have even more comic book people, comic book shop owners, you know, hopefully maybe even the Big Bang themselves, like get a couple of the guys out on the show just to talk about it, because they're, all, they're doing such fantastic work and probably ice skating uphill in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, certain comics, mediums, you know, certain yeah. comics are selling manga, selling well, YA, selling yeah. well, you yeah. know, there's some sort of um, omnibus yeah. stuff that's yeah. selling well. You know, there is areas of comics that are selling... And it gets, it gets, it gets to a point yeah. where there's a lot of people going, oh, I walked into this comic book shop, and it's just nothing but manga. It, that's because that lot, a lot of that's yeah. selling, and you're not buying the stuff that they're. You, you didn't buy it, you know. They're they're, you, they're pivoting in certain ways. Give it a go. We gave it a go yeah. and loved it. Yeah. So it is. Um. Yeah, I think. <laughs> maybe I was going to send you that fucking video from Razorfist this morning talking about <laughs> on Desonay. So I, I would, yeah. he's I, a bit I mad, me. Yeah, he's a bit mad. We, I remember <laughs> fucking talking about yeah. that on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We've been talking about that for seven years. Yeah, I, I think some comic, comic book stores may have to sort of pivot to be more of a, a bookshop experience. As it's like the gosh experience, isn't it? Yeah. I was speaking to, I won't name him, but I was speaking to a buddy of mine who was in London for a couple of days recently, and he said upstairs, busy as fuck, yeah. downstairs, quiet. Yeah, And downstairs is where they have their um, on-the-shelf books, you know? Yeah. The big boys. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is... But sounds, there's money sounds, in comics. And yeah. It sounds people want to read comics. Do... Go on now. On, that that fucking Eric July doing the rip of us, he's got yeah. like three three million in pre-orders for the mm. comic. Right. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I, but I think that doesn't translate to the UK. Um, no. Just shopper. No. We're very we're very UK. This is very UK specific. What we're yeah. talking about here, because yeah. the number of comic shops over here is extremely limited. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, and then and even there's even a couple of shops over or a few shops over here that don't have a diamond license. You know. That don't right. get comics, Fuck, and I, I myself, am probably um, if I'm going to buy single issues, it would probably be more digitally, or uh, I don't know, a comic mart, or at a, at a convention. 
I'll buy them direct right. from the people. Or, yeah. Because I found that when I go to a comic comic store, um, it was just, it was just the if I come out with a, a a pile of individual comics, half the time I could have bought two trades for that. So it's, yeah, I found that over the years I switched to. You know, having a browse, seeing, well, seeing if there's anything there, and I might buy one or two issues, but most of the time, when it when Orbital, God rest its soul, uh, was, yeah. was kicking ass, I would walk in and usually walk out with a couple of trades rather than a couple of issues. Mm. I know okay. that that may seem bad, but that was that was the experience I, I thought. But that's the problem, was. isn't it? It's single issues are too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way there's no ways about it, and they've have they've had to lift the prices to be able to pay the creators and the distributors yeah. and all this. Stuff. Yeah, you know, but they, they are far too expensive. Yeah, it's breaking us. It's actually like five yeah. pound for a fucking twenty-one page. It's not comic. far off. And it's yeah. just like, that just that ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. And we're it's completely and utterly worth it. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm we're all people with good jobs and we can yeah. pay for it. And even us, we're finding it a fucking struggle. I mean, uh, it's so. different if I'm buying like a small press title because it's a different kind of prospect. But the the kind of the bigger ones, they've got ads in them and. You know, it's coming from a big company. They've got huge what Disney behind one of them, and yeah. you know, yeah. I can't. Yeah. They got less pages, more price, and it's just uh, and I mean we're not. And you got to buy the next issue. It's not like yeah, it's a yeah, you know yeah. a story on its and own. We're, and we're and we're not even uh, like talking about the the quality of these series. That's yeah. Part of the buy. We're just talking about product right now. Um, and you know, like Big Bang say, they can't. You know, if, if people are ordering stuff and then just not coming to pick stuff up, that will that cripples you. Mm. If ha- people have these back orders and they don't pick them up, why? Yeah. That's your. Um, did you listen to the um, one I stuck up about the comic shop in America about the ha- what the little amount is that it makes him earn a profit? No, well, maybe I'll, I'll send that to you this week. Have a listen to it. I'll put mm-hmm. it on the Slack. A couple of boys okay. on there. But um, yeah, that's an interesting prospect as well. A sort of very outspoken comic owner from San Francisco basically lays it out. I don't, I don't find him a very easy bloke to listen to because he's quite ranty, but. Uh, he basically lays out where his profit margin lies, and it's very small. It's a very okay. slim one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give that. Yeah, sounds great. I'll give that a listen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're right, though. It's we can't afford to keep fucking supporting you for this. You know, for twenty pages of story, paying uh, that yeah. much, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, <laughs> it's 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 as we keep saying, it's going to be an interesting couple of years. I think. Yeah. Um, but. All you lovely comic book shop owners and people out there, we love you and keep yeah, up. Yeah, thanks for finding the good fight, man. Yeah, we 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 really. I mean, I'd love to pop to all these. You know, yeah. when I hear about these comic book stores, I just thought, oh, I think, oh god, I want to be there. Just have a browse. Yeah, that's one one of the reasons yeah. I'm going up next week to Glasgow is to yeah. see another comic that I've heard good things about. Yeah. You know, so um, we you know we can't make it to every comic book store, not even Tony. Um, but if you, if you've got one in your local area that, that is really fighting <laughs> yeah. the fight, then please go and support them and help them out. Um, yeah, so that's, that's you can always without even going there, you can find usually find them on eBay yeah. or on their site yeah. and buy stuff off. Yeah, because of, comics, especially due, due to the the pandemic and stuff, people have had to think about other other ways. They've had to, like you say, pivot. They've had to pivot to being yeah. an online store. I know that. Um, they spent uh, the um, okay. What was the name we the lady we had? From okay, okay, comics. okay, comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they basically. Danny, Danny. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She spent weeks putting stuff on the website. Yeah. She, you know, yeah, yeah. That's why you got to do it. Yeah, that's another comic book store that I really. I know like. strange, strange apparitions. Yeah. Alex from there. He's put a yeah. lot of stuff on eBay. There's two eBay yeah. shops I get. I get my comics from. One's uh, a place in space. Yeah, I, I use them occasionally. I can't remember yeah. 
because that's placing the spaces to be down my neck of the woods in Croydon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I buy it. if I'm missing a single issue, you know, I don't I don't find something that uh, part of a run. They're the best ones to go to on eBay. I find. Right. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. They're constantly putting stuff on there. I bought a load of the Shang Chi variants, much to my shame. Off there. Yeah. I remember going in there. You know, like all the comic book shops, they put on like here's an issue from 1963, and it's like 500 quid. A couple of those numbers round. Oh, like, well, look at that! It's fucking great. <laughs> They're worth but, looking uh, out, mate. Yeah. 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 Uh, comics are still like because I get to see some of the 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 sales at auctions and uh, and heritage. Oh, of course auctions. you do. Yeah, yeah. And they put on like some of the the, the money that the artwork or comics are making. Oh, fucking hell. That is real. Well, that's the trouble. It's a, it's a collector's market and really I want it to move towards this being something people read. Yeah, that's what it should be, mass market, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's what I want it to be. I want kids <laughs> to talk about the Avengers every month and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And not the movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but everyone will be talking to movies because it's the San Diego Comic Con. This weekend. Yeah, I'm so excited for um, the Agatha Harkness TV series. <laughs> and the Echo. Can't, can't uh, get enough of that. What do you say? <laughs> Someone was mentioning like the Daredevil TV series has got a ridiculously long episode count, and I hope that's not the... And it's called uh, Born Again. They, they did Born Again, didn't they? I don't... They, they kind of... In one of the things, they do break him down, don't they? He loses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... It was like it's a ridiculously long episode, like amount of episodes, and like the Star Trek length of seasons, isn't it? It's like that. Yeah. But like the, they usually have like very little content to spread over it, and there's loads of filler fucking episodes. You know, yeah, what I mean? know Jason Garrelly was saying that when he on there. Yeah. Saying, like, you know, they had trouble filling nine episodes where it was. Yeah. I'm nuts. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not. My, I think we fucking chronicled this between the three of us. The my interest in the films and TV is this gone off a fucking cliff i'll get home and turn the telly off read comics that's what i do yeah or yeah. we'll make him yeah exactly well play. three old blokes yeah moaning <laughs> moaning make do oh, a webcomic about two pages a week you never have any fucking spare time yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah jesus uh, <laughs> speaking of which we saw dui2 this week didn't we it's looking good yes i read it all in one sitting today fucking brilliant yeah. The fucking really cover for Sheet 2 by Cliff is really well done. Oh, so yeah. good. Should yeah. sell itself. That is really good. Yeah, yeah. The concept already started getting orders in. And hey, mm. hey, man, if you're listening, you can't escape us. You got to be honest, eh? Yeah, good idea. Talk about how you get on. Why? Why? Phone was ringing there. Did you yeah. hear that? No. Fucking, oh, that wasn't fucking old Stuart again. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. Fucking. No, oh, I think he's here now. Where's the curtain? I'd be able to say. No. Yeah. He's not here. He's not. <laughs> okay. Right, we've got to talk quietly for the next 40 minutes. Is he still there? I think he might. Hold on. He's got his hat on. Hang on. No, he's leaving. Wait, he's leaving. Good. Right. Good. Right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know. Yeah. Um, um, is there anything else, gents? Before we, uh... I think that's it, isn't it? I think so. Well, well, we're just naturally rolling into into this. It's like yeah, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. It's just flowing, isn't it? I don't even need to say it's time for the recommends. No, because, we're because there already. We're already we're here. Um, yes, mine's a um, bit of a funny 
recommend in a in a kind of way, but an absolute fucking classic. Um, and I will just say this: Who here has read Fangoria? Yes, got on and off over the years. I have a look at it. Yeah, uh, on and is off. it still going, Fangoria? Um, they came back with um, some sort of. I think it was a. I don't know if it's still going, but they did uh, like a company sort of bought out, bought it out, and then they. I think it was like quarterly or something like that. And it was a okay. real, it was a real special uh, pre-order limited edition. Came in a, came in like a special bag and like lots of uh, uh, okay. artisan sort of like you know it's proper. You know when you get those design magazines that cost a lot, but is a more of a a coffee table piece rather. Yeah, than, I get yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I read the, I read the Dark Side magazine. I quite like yeah. that actually. But I yeah. always loved like I mean it was always impossible to well not in, completely impossible but it was quite difficult to get over in the uk especially like one after the other um but fangora Ma- fangoria magazine um was like one of the major horror magazines of like of my time yeah especially it started in like 1979 um and that's when issue one first appeared, and then it had over three hundred and fifty issues. But it, it, there was like articles about horror movies and all this weird stuff going on. There would always be like usually a, a gruesome image on the front. Sometimes a lot of the photos from the movies looked better than when you watched the movie. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No. It always, yeah. I always thought, oh god, this looks so graphic, and you watch it in the film, just think, oh, that's rubbish. Uh, <laughs> um, but what they are doing, what the Fangoria guys are doing, if you go to Fangoria.com, they have a magazine archive section. And no word of a lie, they are they are scanning everything, every issue from issue one, and they're free to read. All right. <laughs> all the way from the back. And wow. Like, yeah, you can see all of the covers. and like um, It's one of those classic magazines where just look at the covers and pick your favourite. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, it's, it starts off 1979 and it doesn't take long to get to like an American werewolf in London you know, all the way to, I don't know what the latest one is, and it's probably quite a big undertaking to do all of this, and when you click on the the cover, it takes you to one of those sort of, I mean, you can subscribe to a mailing list, go away, um, <laughs> but it has that, you know when there's, um, I don't know what they call the system, uh, or the reader, when you can flick, you can digitally read a magazine do you know what I mean you pull the pages yeah oh, I know yeah it's yeah. like what you get when you put a comic from a mixer you can almost turn a page yeah. can't you like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so you read the entire magazine like that and it's just it's really great stuff so if you had fond memories of Fangoria and that kind of stuff and certainly for someone like me who was like this you know I had a few issues you know when I went in the comic book store and it was like usually one of the more top shelf magazines in a mm. comic book shop um, I would Pick up an issue and just sort of I used to, read I used it to, re- reread it. I used to hide it in, in the between the pages of readers' wives when I bought it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. going to get caught with a copy of Fangoria. Yeah, yeah I, think well, you're right, I mean, it is one of those things that it, if you read it on the train, and the cover of it is someone, yeah, getting, someone getting an axe through their head on the cover. Yeah, um, you'd be reported to the police for a weirdo. Yeah, especially think... in the UK where people are like, oh no, video nasty. <laughs> Do you think? That is, it will inspire you to do some comics work from what you've seen in it. Is there anything you've gone? Oh, yeah, that's a nice little idea. I think a lot of the time it's um, it's certainly some influential sort of, Im- especially the imagery itself. Hmm. You know, there's there's great designs in there. Um, and I've always thought, I've always liked the way, you know, in, in a way, the way that sort of magazine was sort of laid out. I don't know why. There's nothing like supremely stupendous about it, but there's. A it's lot got of its look, hasn't it? Yeah, and and like. Um, I know when I, 
and I've been chipping away at it for ages in like back natter for like uh, Murder Road is mm. for there to be like a, a like a homage Fangoria article to treat yeah, it like a real thing yeah. and when I design that I want it to look like these articles look so this is yeah. this will literally be a a page for page influence for something and I see sometimes like especially with some horror comics they try to replicate the look of that mm. maybe this sort of resource is even better because sometimes if you're trying to replicate something and you don't really have a reference it doesn't work so well no you know whether that be photo reference or just just layout reference reference is extremely important mm. um, and also if you just like horror you can read these you can read these magazines for free and see what they're up to now so um but yeah sometimes they they do like films that weren't essentially a horror film but have, would have yeah. horror type content so you'd get maybe get a sci-fi film in there that yeah this has some gruesome shit be, in there'd it. be a little sort of like sort of smaller picture weren't there smaller inset picture yeah. of like the one gruesome bit of a film <laughs> um, i wonder if terminator popped in that popped up in there Robocop. Must yeah must have but yeah so um they, they're going to be adding a um a, a new in well new issue but it'll be one of the old issues each week so in you know what these archives are like i mean we want we're, we're we've been talking about doing a comic book you know talking to some people who do some archives for comics and stuff and we have talked about it in the past you know these sort of archives are important. Otherwise, mm. these sort of publications, magazines, whether it's been magazine or comics, they're just gone. Mm. So I think you know these sort of archives are extremely important, and they seem to be doing it well. So go to Fangoria.com. That's my one. Cool. You go D? Yeah, I've uh, picked up another Mark Millar book, which I haven't read, but I think a lot of people already have. And it's Starlight: The Return yeah, of Duke McQueen. Fan of that. Yeah. And the concept being that imagine flash gordon and he came back from um, mongo and lived out his life on earth and then late into it when he's an older man <clears throat> someone comes back from mongo and says it's all gone fucking wrong again you gotta come back and help out and he has to go back as an old man <clears throat> that's essentially the premise yeah uh, it's great in as much that when he's back on earth the uh the main character duke he none of his family believe him that he went away, went away to space and did all these things. So they treat him like a bit of an old fuddy daddy who doesn't really know. But he's an obvious, he's not a crackpot. And the, his wife passes away and he's asking his sons to come around, could you do this, do that? And they're kind of like brushing him off and thinking he's not up for it anymore. <clears throat> the Mark, Mark Millard does fucking such a great job writing this one. And the art by Goran Parlov is just absolutely outstanding. It's really well done. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm such a big fan of his work. Yeah. Man. Well, both of their work, to be fair. That's perfection. We, yeah. I downloaded that uh, June sketchbook he did, Goran Parlov. Yeah, me too. Two yeah. things he fucking love, and he's put them together. Uh, his Punisher work's great as well. Yeah. Yeah, really Did he good. do, was it, uh, oh, what was he did? Uh, what Punisher was it? Was it the, the Soviet one? Russian one. He's done a few different ones, actually. Yeah, there's like a future one he's done. Um, yeah, there's a few. Um, but yeah, all just brilliant. And he's quite outspoken on Facebook. If you get a chance to follow him on there, he puts some crazy stuff up, old visuals and stuff like that. Yeah, so okay. Good. Yeah, and just every issue. This is actually fucking pitch perfect from where yeah beats land, where issues end. And when you think like the old character who goes back 
and everything's got that retro flash gordon feel the tech and you think well how's this old guy gonna get on and he's an absolute fucking beast when he goes back yeah. to this just yeah and again going back to what we talked to mark about is about the older you know the wilderness years of these guys mm. you know the you know like he did with king of spies and stuff you know yes. there's something to be said about the older guys you know they've still got it in them yeah you know the wisdom of them you know it's interesting I think maybe yeah. because that story doesn't get told a lot of like uh, I find I still like it's played out a little now but the older stories of like the superheroes when they're old people and what their life's like and stuff like that uh, yeah they're looking uh, back on their lives you know there's a bit yeah. of PTSD there's a bit of you know nostalgia there's a bit of sadness I, I think you know, that well is a little kind of fucking dry at the moment maybe leave it a little bit before yeah you booking a spies put, that. put a fucking showed it how, how the governor done it almost in there I think yeah right. uh, absolutely spot on uh, cool. thematically everything brilliant so Good work, man. I, I couldn't recommend this more more this book it's such a fun read I fucking read yeah. it twice this week because you just blast masterclass in art as well pacing yeah. and everything's lovely yeah you know sometimes you, you kind of read in a second you think oh I'm, I've got about halfway more to go on this yeah and it's it's real not that it's a chore but you're kind of quite aware of where you're at on this or wasn't it just red 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 oh I'm at the end yeah yeah, yeah, which is where it's got to be these days. Why Mangus yeah. is so successful, you know, you just tear through them, don't you? Mm. You know, yeah. Good, so nice. Yeah, Tony. Nice. So Tony, um, mine is uh, an absolute fucking revelation. I'll be honest with you. I got very excited about this book this week. Um, it was recommended to me by Tom Stewart. I had seen the cover about, and Tom said to me, "Have you read this yet?" And I hadn't, so I ordered it immediately. And it's called Keeping Two. It's by Jordan Crane. It's come out of Fantagraphics. There was actually a delay on it because it was stuck on one of those. I think it might have been stuck on that ship that was stuck in the canal, you know, yeah, in the yeah. Suez Canal. I think the it might Suez have been canal. on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's twenty four ninety nine English. It's currently eighteen seventy five on that place called Amazon, but of course you don't have to go there. Um, Three hundred and four pages size. It's like a little hardback book, like a smallish sized hardback novel, but quite a long one. Um, part of it started as earlier in some mini comics, <clears throat> but it is described in interviews um, with Jordan Crane. Has taken 20 years in the making, started in around the year 2000. Um, it's a book that deals with death, um, both adult and child, so beware. There is um, also deals with themes of suicide in, in very real ways, and that's, that's a real big, important point of it. I'm going to make a number of times as I talk about it. So it's just a warning to anyone who you know finds that as a sort of you know unpleasant emotional experience. It's certainly mm-hmm. in this book. Um, it's a book that sweeps you up. Like you just said there, Dan, it is a book that is uh, it put, drops you in the moment of these people's lives and you are so caught up in it that you can't stop reading. It's, it's actually quite a long book, but it will totally tie up your attention. It's from panel to panel and page to page. Honestly, it's one of the best things I've read in a long time to, to, to not treat the reader as an idiot. And you knowing the dynamics of a comic as we do, you know, a lot of people do, you just you're just totally in it. Um, so what is it about? I suppose it's about um, it's about mainly about one couple. Um, there's there's a couple of different couples in it, but mainly it's about one couple um, and something that happens to them. And the other couple that feature in it slightly less is um, the grief and the arguments and the real life situations and how they deal with the loss of a child. So it's very sad. Mm. Um, the main couple in it though are what you would describe as leading a very sort of ordinary life. Um, they're in it starts off they're in a car arguing about petty nonsense as we all do with our partners occasionally you know about driving too fast driving too slow driving too close you know what you know what we can get from the shops and they get home eventually and one of them says i'll do the washing up 
because there's a big pile of it. They left and then we took a short break. And he said, if you um, if you go to the shops and get something to eat and maybe a movie, you know. So the female goes out to the shops. And as time passes, um, the dude who stayed at home, he begins to catastrophize what has happened to his partner. And he begins to think, oh, maybe she's been murdered. Why isn't she answering her phone? Where is she? Well, maybe she's been in a car accident. Maybe she's been like mugged and mm. stuff like that. And it gives you um, real insight. But what it does is it doesn't say, oh, it doesn't have him thinking, oh, I wonder if she got mugged. You know, it's just it shows the instant. And you as the reader have to interpret whether it is real or is imagination or an indication of what could maybe be happening or not be happening. You know, who, who is playing it. It's very clever like that. Um, the storyline about the child is just oh, a break here. It really is. But what throughout all of these is... He shows the reality of the humanity in these people. It's not like idealized, you know, it's like, woe is me, you know, it's like some sort of Greek tragedy. It's about overreactions, underreactions, arguments, grief, you know, the, the sort of stages of grief as well. In it, I read an interview, also Tom sent me this interview as well, actually, it's a comic journal interview that Crane claimed that this was also a love story. And I can really see that. I read it on the train yesterday morning at about half six and, um, and then I got off the train and sat on the station and finished reading it. And it, it it's still with me. It still genuinely is me, it, you know, affecting me. It's um, how or what can happen or can be imagined or can be daydreamed is given the same emotional weight into it as what could happen. Um, and I don't know if you, you've ever been sort of caught up, caught up in your own thoughts about what could happen, you know, and you almost create something in your mind, don't you, that upsets you or pleases you or makes you angry or whatever it is, you know. Mm. And But what he does crane does in this is he he makes it so that every person has a balanced um so you see the from every person's angle put it that way um and he does it fairly and, and with just utter utter honesty in it um he does it in a very interesting way so for me the real the real thing that i've come away from it feeling about or thinking about is what it's like for the survivors who of people and a dog at one point for people who've died and he does that cleverly he shows the real implications whether it be in the imagination of the broke or not, or in real life of the family or not, he shows how we are affected by the loss of others. And what he does, he shows the dog and the baby and stuff. It's like a, um, almost like a ghostly figure that clings to you or is near you when you're walking or sitting in a park bench or the baby clings to the, the arm of this man at one point, you know, the, the sort of shadowy ghostly figure, really power, really powerful stuff. Um, and it, he really, Crane also, because I mean, this is a long, long read. You know, it's, it's not, it's not a dense read. It's just a long three hundred and four pages. You know, but what he does is he takes his time. I don't know. It would, it would be burning me up trying to finish a story. You know, if I was an artist like this. But he just takes his time to tell it, and it's done very hauntingly. And it does it in a way that seems so natural. Um, and the alternatives and the imagination he does is is, is so well done. And you, like I say, you're never treated like an idiot. It's always done in a way that, oh, I see what he's doing now. You know, you're mm. thinking about it as you go along. So much empathy on show, so much just mastery of it. Um, and it's done with a real respect for the, the subject matter, the decisions of people who are on their own mortality, mortality especially. Um, and it shows the, I mean, we've all got partners, you know, behind closed doors. I don't really know what you guys are like with your partners, what, you know, who makes the tea or you know, you have an argument about what TV channel to watch or, you know, whatever you're going to do. The, behind closed doors, we're almost different people, aren't we? And this gives you that little insight into the inner inner and the interior lives of these people, both 
in the relationship they share and also in the way they think about each other. Um, and it, it layers it like that. It's very clever. Um, and we don't really know what goes on in other people's noggins, do we? We don't really understand no. it. But he does He does his best to explain it in this. Um, it, the, art, the art's interesting. So the art comes from that school, which is the lack of interest, I, I like to call it. It's not... Um, it's stylized and just from the outside looking at it you would think well these people are just kind of they're not overly drawn you know they're i'm trying to who, who i can compare about the the faces aren't super stylized you know they're almost icon iconography that's used in male female you know this sort of thing um but it's it's not it's not you know was it toth says strip away what's necessary and what you're left you know is how you tell the story and it, they perfectly tell the story um and but you do get you know people like Steve Dillon and stuff, we, you know, I often describe him as being the best person I knew who could convey facial acting, for example. But the facial acting isn't a big part of this because the story comes out of it otherwise. But you do get an utter, a really good insight into how they're behaving and why they're behaving and what they're thinking. Um, I, I actually genuinely, I'm going to say next year's, because we've just had the Eisners, haven't we? They missed out the, the good people in the Eisners, but we've just had the Eisners. Um, and I say next year's awards season, this will be on a lot of lists, I guarantee you. It's like, um, did you guys read A Serious Polyp about 15 years ago? No. Um, no. By Mazzuccelli. Real cartooning mastery. Really good. Um, get on it. Genuinely, you'd be missing out if you don't. Thanks for the recommendation. I, I'd seen it floating about. And, you, you know, everyone says, oh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. It almost puts me off when people are over, you know, oh, go, yeah, go overboard. Mean, yeah, how good something is. Yeah. But this is genuinely the very good. Uh, most comic sh shops should be ca carrying it. He did have a book called The Clouds Above, which got an Eisner nomination a few years ago. Um, if there's any justice in this world, he should get it on this one. But uh, heartbreakingly good. Very, very good. Read it in one sitting. Find a nice, quiet place. Like I was on the train and read it. Um, Keeping Two. There's a, there's a, I won't ruin the reason he uses the number two in the title, but it's an interesting other dynamics of the story. Keeping Two by Jordan Crane from Fantagraphics. I guess that's my one. Nice, nice. one. Yeah. Sounds great to you. Quite, yeah, quite, very good. <clears throat> quite yeah. a hell of a recommendation to finish off this week's show. There you go. Good. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's show and everything that we talked about, whether we rambled, laughed, just made pin jokes that only amused us. Uh, whatever, <laughs> we, what, whatever we were doing, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if there's anything you want us to talk about or any comics events or anything that you'd like us to discuss in an upcoming show, or if, you, if you've just made your first comic, you want to send yeah, it Yeah, why don't you? Yeah. Well done. And you can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Awesome Pod. If you do the Book of Faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. There's a group on the Facebook group called Awesome Comics Talk you can join, which is full of great people, as is the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group. Yeah, always reliable. We had another big drink uh, draw off this week, didn't we, Dan? Yes, we did uh, Dad's Army. Yeah, when, very exciting. Yeah. Absolutely fucking great. We're, we're kind of like seeing who wants the what we should do for the next one. Yeah, I'm pushing for the Mighty Boosh, but I think I, I think I might lose out to a couple of other ones. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just you got to have a cast of characters of about a ten, so to, yeah. so we can have a crack. Yeah. So uh, if you want, to I was suggesting Peep Show, but there we go. <laughs> if you uh, um, wanted to find out more about what that's all about, then join the Slack channel. Uh, mm. Thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. It helps us get the word out about this show to a, a whole new audience. And uh, we never know who listens to this or when. Yeah. But, but if you did listen to the show, thank you so much. We, we really, we really do it. We really do yeah. appreciate it. And whether to whoever the person was who stopped by the um, tribute press table, 
um, and said hello to me today, um, let me know. Yeah. There you go. See? Maybe they listen on Spotify. Amazon. Oh, that event in Leytonstone or it was. Sorry, mate, I interrupted you. Gone. Unbelievable. <laughs> Whether they heard our unprofessionalism on Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What other networks are we on, Tony? We're also on Pod. I wonder if He-Man has to announce his pronouns. <laughs> I guess he does. It says in his name. It's got it in his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess that's the joke. That's the joke. Yeah, that's yeah. the joke. Come on, people. We, you, you, <laughs> you understood that. Uh, um, but where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Neveronanything.com. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he said a thank you. Yeah. You, you gotta go now because he's been uh he's been nice about it. Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Boom. Nice. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And uh yeah, follow my social media and I'm I'm starting a YouTube channel and I can't change the name until I've got hundred subscribers. So count this as an official grovel. Go and what is it called at the moment then? It's just like, you know, youtube.com slash 001 blah 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 Oh, uh, right. Yeah, all of that. Okay. But apparently when you get over a certain number of subscribers, then you can... That's mad. Yeah, I know. Mad. I know. There we so go. your first episode of your show went up on Monday. I watched it. Yes. Thank you. I don't understand it, but I liked it. Yeah. What's it but called again, Vince, for the people safe, who... Safe space. Safe space. Yeah. Look for it's a play because there's, there's no safe space. Exactly. Not around the Jester Diablo. No, there never is. <laughs> Um, but yes um, wherever you are in the world thank you very much for listening to us and uh, yeah go forth have a lovely week we love you very much thank you again to Martin for joining us yeah definitely cheers dude one of the nice nice people ever we can say it now. one of of the good ones yeah he's one of the good ones and uh, from Dan, Tony and myself read loads of comics make loads of comics because we love you very much don't we Dan yeah Tony. Hello. And as always, <laughs> what should they do, guys? Say awesome. Say awesome. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You're just getting it, get just emotional. So you? good. Yeah, it's so emotional. Emotional. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> yeah.